BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sills, National Football Show. Welcome aboard all. Appreciate everybody stepping in with us as you always do. Hey, man. I Everybody on my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show. What does it matter? Jalen Hurts only has four passing touchdowns. Man, wouldn't it be great to have somebody like Patrick Mahomes as your starting quarterback? Then again, I get it, man. 31 other teams would be saying the same thing. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> hey, duh. <laughs> duh, right? I get it. You're right. I mean, it's like walking by a Ferrari shop and going, hey, I wish I had that Dino. <laughs> Instead, you know, you jump in your pilot. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I understand that, man. Everybody wants to have a Ferrari, right, in their and, and and their garage, so I understand that. Please hit the like button. By the way, this is the Golden Voice show today. We have Brad Sham, the legendary voice of the Dallas Cowboys, for the last 30 years. And we also have Merrill Reese with us. Merrill will be with us at 5.30 Eastern. And Brad Sham will be with us at 4.30 Eastern time. So we'll talk to both guys. It is Cowboy and Eagles week. It is the game of the year. The 5-0 Eagles versus the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. Looks like it's definitely going to be Cooper Rush. That will be the starting quarterback on Sunday. Um, I want to address something before I go into something that we hit on yesterday when it came to the passing touchdowns of your guy Jalen Hurts. And again, man, I'll I'll get to that here in a minute. But I want to talk to you guys about the rough and the passer stuff. Hey, and let let me ask you this, too. So Troy Aikman said they need to take the dresses off, you know, the quarterbacks, and he got some backlash for that last night, and I get it. I I mean, we live in a different world today. You can't say stuff like that, but come on, man. (laughs) I mean, this this, this is what I told you guys. This is what I told you guys. 
that the league hates the most. They'd rather have you talking about COVID, race, politics, um, voting for Joe Biden instead of a Republican. They'd rather have you doing that than talking about the most devastating thing that puts the NFL in courtrooms. Head injuries. It's the biggest fear they have is head injuries. You notice most of the networks don't really hit on the two injury any longer. They don't hit. They're, they're blaming the guy who was like the independent counselor to clearing two in that Bills game. They'd rather have him as a scapegoat. They don't want the networks talking about it. So last night, I think that comment by Aikman was more of a collateral comment because I think these networks have got word from the NFL and from Park Avenue, hey, don't talk about CTE and don't talk about head injuries. And I think that whole thing with the Chris Jones sack last night, that was a great play. You can't call that. You cannot call that. And then the Brady play. Look, this is all a ramification of the Tua injury. This all goes back to the NFL not wanting to be in a courtroom and they don't want to see it. They don't, they don't want any of this once again in a courtroom, nor do they want a topic of conversation CTE. They don't want to see that and they don't want to hear that. It costs the league billions of dollars to talk CTE. So they don't want to get down that line. They don't want to go there. That's why you're seeing the referees overcorrecting now. And they are. They're overcorrecting. Dude, you got to play football, man. Football is a tough sport. People get hurt. If you think people aren't going to get hurt, then you should just take the helmets off. Have scrum caps. Go back to rugby. Go back to that style. As long as you have the weapon, the helmet, the game is going to be physical. That's what the game is. And if you don't like it, it's really, it's what the game is, dude. It's what the game is. So, come on. You can't call those penalties like we saw last night. You just can't. You can't call those penalties. So the league is overcorrecting and they need to fix this as soon as possible. Absolutely. You're dead on, man. The whole scenario here, it's, what do you want, seven on seven? That's not going to cut it, man. So the league has to fix this, and maybe in the offseason, they correct the rough in the passer penalty. All right. I want to get into a topic that we talked about yesterday. By the way, can you imagine if Dallas Goddard had a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes on how devastating Dallas Goddard would be? If you had a guy that could throw touchdown passes to Dallas Goddard like that, man, what did, what, did, what did Travis Kelsey have last night? Four touchdown catches? Travis Kelsey has more touchdown catches than Jalen Hurts has touchdown passes or as met. No, he probably has more. Because what, what is Mahomes at now? 14, 15 now? Touchdown passes? Man, that's a prolific passing attack. And what I have people doing now to me is posting me Kirk Cousin numbers. 
What's the sense of throwing for 250, 275 yards if you don't get the ball in the end zone? That's not a prolific passing attack. That was my only point. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't doing a wonderful job offensively. I'm not saying that they're not scoring points. Well, I am in a way because they're not through the air. Do you know the Eagles are averaging 4.8 points a game in your passing game? You're not going to win a Super Bowl averaging under five points in your passing game in a passing league? Are you out of your mind? You think you're really going to beat teams like Buffalo and teams like the Chiefs that put the ball in the end zone through the air, scoring less than five points? Come on, man. That's my only point. I was talking to Xander. Prior to going on the air, and he said, Sills, they're doing well. They're five. I get it. Is the passing game improved? Yes. Is Jalen improved? Yes. Is having A.J. Brown on the team an improvement? Yes. This is not a rip. This is pointing out a deficiency in the passing game. You don't score points. Well, who cares? You'll need it. You'll need it in big games. You can't, if you're, but watch this. If that team gets behind with teams like Buffalo and teams like the Chiefs, you'll never in a million years beat them. Ever. You'll be too far behind. Mahomes, there's no lead safe with that dude. There's no lead safe with him. They can throw the ball in the air and win through the air. The Eagles can't. Oh, well, Sills, how many franchise quarterbacks have you in the 103 years ever seen a guy called Elite that has more running touchdowns than passing touchdowns? Name me one. Even Vic had more passing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is in a really great offense. But here, you got a couple O linemen out and you stop that run game, Eagles are done. You don't score any points in the passing game. That was my only point, okay? It was my only point. That's the only thing I was making with it. Are they playing poorly? No. Are they winning? Yes. Are they better? Yes. You see, you guys don't hear that part of my conversation here. You just hear when I point something out, that's a fact. This is an absolute fact. You do not score points in your passing game. You are now scoring 4.8 points a game in the passing game. It's just a point. And you could take it for whatever it is. It's not a prolific passing attack until you put points on the board through the air like you saw last night with the Chiefs. That's a prolific passing attack. They could score from anywhere on the field. The Eagles can't. And they don't. Facts. When you guys point out this, 5-0, and facts, I go like this, 4.8 points offensively through the air, facts. There. We're all good. We've proved each other right. 
Okay, some of you are saying it doesn't matter that you're only scoring 4.8 points a game through the air. In a passing league, you saw last night that defenses and defenders can't play normal defense any longer with the Chris Jones sack. You're in a league now where they want to keep these quarterbacks upright. Why? So they can run the ball? So they can have 15 carries a game? Really? That's not why they're protecting the quarterbacks. Because we have more runners. They're protecting the quarterbacks because they want them standing up straight. And they want to have guys like Mahomes in the game. The league's going to catch up with Jalen. That's my point. They're going to catch up with him. Like they do every quarterback. Like they do... He is a better version of the Wildcat. Jalen Hurts is the better version of the Wildcat. And the reason he is, because he can throw it to some efficiency. He's a Wildcat quarterback. That RPO stuff, that's Wildcat. It's a better version of the Wildcat. It's okay. Sirianni and them have customized an offense to fit Jalen's skill set. Agreed. And it's working. 100% correct. But again, I don't want a wildcat quarterback as my franchise, and I'm not paying a guy $50 million to have four passing touchdowns, and I'm going to sit here and call a guy elite. That's not what I'm doing here. Well, he's got 265 yards. Oh, great. Great, you give me shit about Kirk Cousins' stats. Okay? You say they're empty calories. Well, if you don't put the ball in the end zone, they are empty calorie stats. You guys are right. Okay. There's no harm here. Jalen's smart enough to know that they'll catch up with it, and he'll keep getting better. He'll keep getting better in the passing game. And then that's how Jalen is going to become better than anybody that's played that style, maybe. It's because he's smarter, he works hard, all of that. I completely 100% agree. Okay? Put, hey, putting, wait. It's facts. I am pointing facts out to you. You guys can talk about all your rubbing of the genie lamp and all that other shit. I'm talking to you, 4.8 points a game in your passing game. It's not quite elite. Okay? It's not quite elite when you watch a guy throw last night the way he did in Mahomes, or you watch Josh Allen throw the ball. Hell, even Justin Herbert. Those guys get the ball in the end zone in the passing game. The Eagles are inefficient at it. Tell me I'm wrong. Four passing touchdowns in five games is not efficient. <laughs> it's not efficient. Well, what about the six rushing? I never said he wasn't a good dual threat guy. He's a better version of the Wildcat. He can throw it. That's right, 007. Just win, baby. Just win. Maniac goes, why are you pointing? I missed it. Sorry, dog. You're wrong. So if these QB sneaks were passes, 
How many times did you see Mahomes throwing one-yard TD passes last night? I mean, right, okay, only Jalen. Right, that's my point. I don't know if they have the confidence in Jalen throwing for the end zone. Do you think they have the confidence in Jalen throwing for the end zone with four TD passes? Those other quarterbacks, their coaches give them the green light. That last drive against the Cardinals, would they have two passes? Nobody was thrown for the end zone. It was the right way to end the game. They ran them off the field. They ran them off the field. Absolutely. Win against bad teams. Again, man, I'm not saying that. Hey, I'm not saying that, man. Big, I'm not saying that. They got one win against a really good football team or a good team in Vikings. Okay? Philly, 5-0. Agreed. You're 5-0 and and you're scoring less than five points a game in your passing game. It's my only point. Why are you upset with this? Boy, oh, man. Who cares how they win games? Why? Doug Peterson had conversations every Monday with the general manager and your owner. If they would win 1917, they had conversations on Monday about winning and how they won. They won by two games. It matters to management. It, man- it mattered when Doug Peterson was here. Why wouldn't it matter now? I said we will talk about the schedule. Okay, GT, you're right. Cowboys schedule too. Cowboys schedule too. Every Hey, you want to know why teams in the NFC East have good records? Look at who they play. You want to know why the AFC West? That game last night was a hell of a game with a 1-4 Raider team. If that Raider team were in the NFC East, they'd be undefeated. Look who they play every week. AFC West has the best teams in it as a collective group. That was a really great played game last night. It's a really good team. How many people really think the Giants are good at 4-1 with Daniel Assbag Jones? (laughs) Really? You think Daniel Jones is going anywhere? The defense is good. Kayvon Thibodeau looks like Barkley's probably your comeback player of the of the year. Absolutely true. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. By the way, real quick before I move on to another topic here. So Devontae Adams pushed a guy, saw it. Can't put your hands on anybody. But here's the big thing. I'm sure the guy's in traction. I'm sure the guy's got like his leg in a cast right now, probably has a neck brace on, and he's probably already filed the police report. And I'm sure he's asking for half a million bucks already. So be prepared. Hey, Hoss, you can't put your hands on people, but here's the second reason why. It's going to cost you money. People in the real world, man, they don't want to work for a living. So what they do is the guy takes a dive, puts a neck brace on, It's the snowflake society we live in today. That's why you can't, Devontae. Two reasons. It's not cool. And secondly, it's going to cost you. I'm sure the guy's in traction now. Arms probably all winged up here. He's probably on a respirator. (laughs) Oh, man. Snowflakes everywhere. Anyway, 
Oh, Troy Aikman last night, too. Take the dresses off. He got hammered for that. Oh, half the world, half our country soft as hell, man. That's for damn sure, man. <laughs> um, oh, dude. <laughs> oh, the man's getting his bag. Oh, no, N- N91, he's totally getting his bag of money. Okay. Hey, congratulations, man. Phillies are killing it. Real cool, man. Yeah, wake me up when they get to the NLCS. We're good then. Okay? Wake me up when they get to the NLCS. That's when baseball gets really good. Right now, man, it's all good. There, you got it. You've been wrong about Hurts from the word go. Really? No, I haven't been wrong about Hurts at all. It's game five, dude. And he's got more passing, no, more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. I'm not wrong. And he's beat the Vikings, his biggest win. That leads me to, um, that leads me to my next topic here. You offended me, Sills. I'm sure I have. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure I have. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure I have. This is why radio doesn't go anywhere anymore. And some of the things you see on TV, you get too many people doing this. This guy's mean to Jalen. He's mean. He's silly. He's mean. All right. Let's get to a serious topic here. Passing offense. Really. You guys think you have the Eagles are a prolific. Pa- you're you've got to be last in the league in scoring points in the passing game. The Eagles have to be last. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, who just started, has more passing touchdowns than Jalen. I mean, you've got to be. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Cowboy Eagle Week. Would we agree that this game for Jalen Hurts is the biggest game in his career, NFL-wise? Would we agree that this game here against the Cowboys, I don't care who's starting for the Cowboys, okay? I don't want to talk about the Cowboys yet. I'm talking about Hurts. Would we agree This is his biggest game. Eagle fans, I think we can agree on this here, right? That this game here, you're going to gauge who Jalen Hurts is and how he performs in the Cowboy game. And I swear to you, I because Cooper Rush is 4-0 this year, and because he's got that team, the 4-1, I don't care who starts. If it's Dak, whatever. If it's Cooper Rush, whatever. They're the 4-1 and Cowboys. They're performing well with both guys. Actually, I think they're performing better with Cooper Rush. So there's no excuses. And there's going to be, watch this. There's going to be none of this. Well, the Cowboys have some, I don't want to hear that. The Eagles have three guys banged up in the O-line going into this. So don't tell me about injuries. 
The Eagles are banged up in their old line, the heart and soul of the team. So this game, in my opinion, whether you think your quarterback situation's what it is, I don't care. My point now is this is the biggest game in Jalen Hurts' career. Do you agree? Do you agree? How he performs in this game is how you're going to see this guy. You'll have a different opinion of him. Hey, if they beat them 38 to 10, the whole league's going to look at Jalen Hurts differently. And you know what? The things that I said about passing offense and all this, Jalen's going to have created something that no other team in the league has. You know what that is? A unique offense. Because it's unique. You guys want to call him a franchise guy. You guys want to call him elite. He beats the Cowboys. He is. No matter how many touchdown passes he has. Nobody in the league has an offense that scores four points in the passing game and is 5-0. and So there has to be something to what they're doing. It's a unique offense. Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs couldn't do it. They couldn't do what Philly does. There's no way could they do it. You don't have it. That quarterback is unique in that system. Josh Allen is unique in the Bills system. There's a customized thing going on right now in Philadelphia. Okay? And he's unique. And in case some of you out there have cotton in your ears, I'm giving him kudos on this. Okay? I'm giving you kudos. Okay? Only four points. 4.8 points a game, actually. So, Nick, we got to be... It's a little under five points in their passing game. But still, they're 5-0. and And actually, I would say this to you. The Lions game and the Cardinal game were the only games close. The rest of them were not. Now, I wouldn't call the Lions or the Cardinals world beaters. And they've benefited from a soft schedule. They totally have. It's okay. The offense that they run is perfect for who they've played. But if you're going back and forth in a passing, you're not going to out-throw Mahomes and Allen. You're going to have to grind it out, get leads. And that's what the Eagles are built. Let me tell you this. If the Eagles get a lead on the Cowboys on Sunday night, the Cowboys will not come behind. Come from behind. They will not come from behind and win. If the Eagles drop 14 points on that Cowboy team, that thing could be a runaway. Dallas has to score first against Philly on Sunday. They have to. They get a score on them, and I'm not talking three points. You ain't going to beat Philly kicking field goals. You have to get up 10 points on them by the end of the first half, or at least the first quarter, I should say. If you don't, Philly's going to run you off the clock. They're going to beat you in field position, and they're going to beat you running their style of offense. You've got to take Philly out of that style that they play, methodically going down the field, throwing passes, Jalen rolling out, running Sanders, hitting Goddard. That's their formula, and it's been the formula for five weeks. They don't really have enough in the passing game 
and they don't put up enough passing points. They're not going to sit here and go for the end zone and throw for the end zone from their 20. The Bills will. The Chiefs will. The Chargers will. The Vikings will. The Buccaneers will. Because they have the arm talent to do that. The Eagles are a unique offense. Okay? Eagles are eighth in TD percentage inside the 20. That's not my point. Once again, missing the point. You're high if you think Jalen Hurts will be a franchise quarterback in Philly. Okay? I Hey, I, I, I don't think franchise quarterback. But again, wait a minute now. Pray, he's 5-0. and oh, He beats Dallas. It's a different conversation come Monday morning. Okay? And that's right, Charles. That's how you win. I'm not debating that. I'm actually giving you respect for that. That's not what I'm saying here. Okay? Jordan Davis is the 12th highest graded DT in the league so far. Like to see him have more snaps. Okay? Hertz is the same as last year passing. He's... He's going games without TDs consecutively. That's unbelievable. Even for a backup, that's underwhelming. Yeah, but they're winning, and they're they're winning versatilely. Listen, he's got 10 touchdowns total, okay? You're going to beat those teams that you're playing, not having to throw the ball in the end zone. Eventually, you're going to have to throw for the end zone. You're going to have to throw for the end zone eventually. You're going to have to trust your quarterback a little bit more. They don't trust the quarterback on plus 25 plays. They don't. How many plus 25 plays have you seen Jalen Hurts throw this year? Seven? Honestly. How many times have you seen them chuck the ball down the field? Some of them, I remember if I'm not mistaken, I think there was one in the Viking game where he hit, I think Quez going down the middle of the field. It was a great pass. But that's the one that stands out in five weeks. That was a great pass. Absolutely. Okay? Dallas fans should be scared of Philly. Philly's a better team. Philly's a better team. You're only naming two quarterbacks. That's pretty good company. Again, I can name you 100 quarterbacks in today's NFL that throw the ball into the end zone and score in the passing game. The Eagles do not. I don't know why you guys are having a tough time swallowing that. The Eagles don't really have a scoring offense through the air. I mean, what, what, what is the problem with that? They're winning, though. And I'm telling you, what the coaching staff in Philly has done, they have created something really great to this guy's skill set. It's, it's a testament to Shane Steichen and Nick. It is. It's totally. Hey, you guys can talk to me all about the rushing touchdowns. Nobody wants their quarterback running, rushing touchdowns. It's a remedy to get hurt. Dude, it's already a tough league. Get this. Jalen Hurts is more apt to get hurt than any other quarterback because he's outside the pocket more than any other quarterback. Is that fair? 
They're protecting quarterbacks in the pocket. Have you not seen the last two days? They protected Brady. They protected Mahomes. When Jalen gets outside the pocket, they're not protecting him. They're not going to protect him. That pocket is protection for him. They don't take advantage of that. When he gets out and starts running like a running back, you get to blast him. Why would you want your franchise quarterback blasted 15 times a game? It's fundamentally not sound. Why would I put him out there in a position to get killed like that? Why? How about this? Can I say this to you? With all due respect, it's a matter of time. You can't keep putting him in peril like that. You got to take advantage of the pocket. If you've seen anything the last two days on how they're overprotecting and overcorrecting because of Tua, why wouldn't the Eagles take advantage of that? Jalen Hurts will get the benefit now. He's 5-0. and You've built up equity with the referees now. You're going to lose all that equity if you run out in the pocket 15 times a game. Guarantee it. Look at Cam. Look at Vic. Look at Steve Young. Look at Aikman. All those guys left the game because of concussions. Look at Tua. If Tua steps back on a football field again, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if they clear that guy to play again. What doctor in his right mind is going to clear him? Dr. Bennett Amalo has already said, in the best interest of that kid's future health, he should retire. That's the guy they made the movie on when it came to head trauma. Dude, you put the guy in peril when you put him out there like that. Okay? You put him in peril. Because when he carries the ball 15 times, that's not, you don't get pocket protection there. The pocket doesn't expand for Jalen running down the field where you can't clobber the guy. No, you're right, Charles. You're right. You get to kill that guy in open field. Why? Why? Why would you do that to your guy if he's your friend? If he's your franchise and you look at him as your franchise quarterback, why in the world would you want him taking 180 additional hits outside the pocket? You're not using common sense because you're blinded by it. Okay? That's the point Tua got hurt in the pocket. Why would you take the risk being out of the pocket? Jesus, criminy, guys. Ridiculous. Again, no. How we're going to look at Jalen Hurts will be defined by this game on Sunday. And I'll make a point to you guys. Jalen goes for 335 yards on Sunday and three touchdowns. I'm talking passing touchdowns. And you start winning games through the air, and you start throwing the ball through the air the way you do, and getting that ball in the end zone, and you're running the ball the way you are. Jalen should have, if the offense has matured, like everyone is saying, and I think it has gotten better, shouldn't those numbers be reversed? More passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns? That's the evolution of your offense. It's not about the calories from 20 to 20. It's about scoring. 
You win games scoring, not putting up yards. Yards are Kirk Cousin. That's what you guys tell me. You guys tell me that all the time. Those are empty calorie stats. Scoring touchdowns, right? No turnovers. That's how you're going to win ball games. That's how you're going to win a Super Bowl. You didn't win Super, you didn't win 2017 Super Bowl running the ball from your quarterback position. You won it from the pocket. Both your quarterbacks, one quarterback and once played MVP ball, and the other guy picked it up and played MVP ball to the finish line. Not one of those guys were running. Those guys were pocket passers. It's funny. You 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 look at the way you won in 17. Okay, it doesn't resemble anything of what you're doing right now. It's okay. You got a different guy at the helm. It's a different guy at the helm. I get it. All right. Let's transition into this one here. Um, Who's got the better defense, Cowboys or Eagles? Who would you say has the better, the better defense? Who has the better defense? Eagles or Cowboys? I'll tell you something. I'm going to show you something here. That DeMarcus Lawrence is playing pretty damn good ball as well. Okay? Who's got a better corner? Is it Diggs or is it Slay? Slay's kind of nicked up a bit. Better linebacking core. Better front seven. Who's got a better defensive line? Eagles or Cowboys? You had to stop somebody right now. Whose defense would you take? Slay. Slay. Lane will take care of Lawrence. That's going to be one whale of a matchup. I cannot wait to watch that. Eagles? Um, Cowboys better front seven, JM? How about JM? How about overall? By the way, it's not close on D coordinator. Dan Quinn's 10 times the coordinator that Jonathan Gannon is. Right there, you lose points. Dan Quinn's 10 times the guy. Dan Quinn's aggressive. Dan Quinn comes after people. Jonathan Gannon sits back and has a cup of tea. Okay? I mean, that guy's a wine drinker. Dan Quinn's a beer drinker and shots and chasers. That's how I see Dan Quinn. I look at Jonathan Gannon, cup of tea, amaretta, you know, I mean, something sweet, maybe maybe a pina colada, which I like, by the way. Okay? Let me see, strawberry margaritas, no salt. (laughs) Right? Get... (laughs) Eagles don't have a superstar like Parsons. I don't think you have a guy like Lawrence either. Dude, I like pina coladas. I'm sorry, man. I do. I like pina coladas. I watched Quinn choke and he got fired in Atlanta. What's that got to do with what he's doing in Dallas right now the last two years as D coordinator? Not every guy's a head coach. By the way, he did get his team to the Super Bowl. Okay? 
Everybody wants a crown, Nick Sirianni. Well, at least that guy got his team to a Super Bowl. Yes, they gagged it. I'd say more Kyle Shanahan gagged it. He was the OC on that team. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, people forget, was the OC on that Atlanta Falcons team. They went into a shell and Brady saw it and came back and crushed him. His defense failed too, absolutely. What did Quinn do last year? Had a better defense than you did, that's for sure. Um, Demarcus Lawrence is off to a nice start. Well, here, let me put it to you this way here. Hey, uh, Steven, I wouldn't put Hassan Reddick in the league of Micah Parsons or Demarcus Lawrence. That's not going to happen. Okay? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I, I would not do that. Demarcus Lawrence is... I'm, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys here in a second. So you would take the Eagle defense. I think it's close. I do. I think it's close. Okay. I do. Hey, by the way, who's got better corners and a better back, a better backfield on the defensive side? I think the Eagles do. I would take the Eagle corners over the Cowboy corners. As duo, sure. Edwards played poorly last game, but I don't think he'll put two together in a row. I think the Cowboy linebackers are playing pretty damn solid. Um, I Their front four is playing spectacular. The two tackles are doing well. Okay? And I do agree, Donald. I think the Eagles do have the better corners. That's going to be important in a game that the Cowboys throw the ball because CeeDee Lamb's going to be rolling around out there. And I do agree with you. Um, but your coordinator sucks. Okay? And A.S. Sylvan, yes. I believe that. I agree with Seth. I think that uh, Vic Fangio is helping. Okay? Who's got a better offense? Oh, I think the Eagles have a better offense. It's a unique offense, too. I think they have a better offense. Hey, by the way, I'll tell you something that you guys probably are not going to be shocked when I tell you. The Eagles have a better quarterback going into this game. They have a better quarterback going into this game. Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott? I'm all right with Jalen. I'm all right with what they're doing, with their style. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If I had to pick, Eagles have a better quarterback going into this matchup Sunday night. I agree. And I think as good as Rush is playing, they're not asking him to do shit. They're asking Jalen to do everything. What do he throw the ball against the Rams on Sunday? 16 times? Okay. You're not really asking that guy to go nuts in the passing game. And Zeke right now, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. I got the sheets and the stats on the Cowboys here, okay? Um, I wouldn't. Yes, I would. Yeah, wait a minute. By a wide margin, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a conversation at who has the better quarterback. I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's a conversation. I think, yeah. And that includes Dak Prescott. I think it's closer with Dak. Be fair, it's closer with Dak. Okay? 
I do. Sean says 10 pass completions against the Rams. Yeah, see, look, dude, they're not asking him to, to do shit. I mean, Cooper Rush, hey, he could be forward home. Hey, but like you guys tell me all the time, stats are misleading. Wait a minute. He is 4-0. <laughs> okay. I would be, hey, I would be killing that too if I covered the Cowboys like that. Okay. Absolutely, man. I, I Look, I think it's closer with Dak, that conversation between Jalen and Prescott. But I would probably take Jalen over him. Cooper Rush, I don't think there is a conversation. I don't really think there's a conversation. For that matter, I don't really think there's much of a conversation between Zeke and Miles Sanders this year. As a matter of fact, I don't think that there's really a conversation with A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. Personally, I think C.D. Lamb might be, by a hair, more productive and more efficient than Devontae. It's because they don't really go to him. Okay, so, I mean, last week they did. He had a great game last week, and he played tough. As I said yesterday, I thought the Cardinals brought the wood, and he got right up, popped up, got back in that huddle, played great ball. I, 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 that was probably one of my favorite games that he's played so far as a Philadelphia Eagle. Okay? Hey, hey, wait a minute. When you say stop, C.D. Lamb doing nothing, that's not really true. But I don't overhype him, too, like everybody does. Shit, I turn on the networks. It's like a week-long Dallas Cowboy pregame show. Good, let him talk like that. Okay? I love seeing Jordan Davis slam the eagle or the Cardinals center to the ground. He play, he, he, he needs to play more downs, though. How do you feel about Quez Watkins in the slot? Is he too one-dimensional? Hey, man, Tyree Kill made a living being one-dimensional. I mean, that guy's not going to run across the middle. Then again, you know, today's NFL, you can run across the middle more. So was Dak not a franchise quarterback, Cilio? Absolutely not. Not me, not my team. You can't put up. He's Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk Cousins. How many playoff wins does he have? One? Shit, Tom Brady's got more wins in one year than Dak has in, what, seven in Dallas? Got to be kidding me, right? All right. Cowboys. Don't forget, the voice of the Cowboys, Brad Sham, been doing it for 30 years, will be with us at 4.30 Eastern, and then the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, Mel Reese will be with us at 5.30. Oh, programming note for you. The CEO and executive vice president of the Dallas Cowboys, Stephen Jones, will join us on Thursday. And I believe that will be at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Xander and I are working on that. Keith Byers will join us on Friday to talk Cowboys and Eagle rivalry. And we're trying to work on a couple other guys, too like Keith Jackson to see if they'll step in with us this week 
And we'll talk Cowboys and Eagles, too. I appreciate it. Please hit the like button. Don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Meaning this, if you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one place for you to call. That is Morgan & Morgan. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, there's no place that will serve you better. For the last 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion protecting their clients' rights. No case is too small or too big for them. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. And when you call them, do me a favor. Tell them Dan Celio sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner.
Dang it. I forgot I have to sing Fly Eagles Fly at the top of the hour because I predicted the Cardinals to beat Philly. Shit. I forgot that. Hit the like button. Holy cow. I got to write everything down again. And I got to sing it with more passion here. Oh, man. I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. All right. Hey, don't forget, like I said, Brad Chamble join us at 4.30 Eastern time, and then Merrill Reese will join us at 5.30. You know what's funny? I posted something on my Twitter page about um, – before I get into the Cowboys here, I uh, posted something on my Twitter page about Ken Dorsey going to get an interview for the Carolina Panthers job at the end of the year, okay? And once the regular season ends – um, if the Bills are in the playoffs, which I predicted they will be, obviously, um, and the bye, if they happen to get the bye, he gets to interview officially for that job. You can't do it in season like this. And people are like, fall! And I'm like, the guy follows me. I've known Ken Dorsey since he was 16 years old. Ken and I talk every week. Like Michael Irvin and I talk every week. Michael Irvin will join us also this week, too, by the way. Either Thursday or Friday. Playmaker will join us, too. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to Ken. I go, Ken, congratulations. I'm here in Carolina. He's like, eh, I'm only worried about what we're doing right now. And I go, yeah, man, you might not want to throw them tablets around in public, dog. He's like, shit, do you think that hurt me? And I'm like, no. I actually think it probably helps you. People like people with passion. Okay? People like that kind of stuff. They don't like watching Devontae Adams pushing a camera guy on his back. That's not going to go places. People having passion, though, that's going to be okay. That's going to be okay, all right? All right? I mean, so you should get an opportunity. Sales, you're going to sing Fly Eagles Fly oh, at least 14 times this year? I'm not betting against them 14 times. That's not what I'm doing here. All right. The Cowboys. Cooper Rush right now on pace for 28-53 and 14 touchdowns. By the way, so is Jalen Hurts on pace for 14 passing touchdowns. <laughs> this guy's only played four games too. Okay, I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, Cooper Rush and Jalen Hurts. I got it. Yeah. Both guys on pace for 14 touchdowns. Oh, 61% again. This guy's nobody special here. Um, right now, 93-9. It's a pretty good quarterback rating. I'm okay with that. You know, it's a good quarterback rating. Look, I think he's a dude. I think he's I think he's Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew could do the same stuff in Dallas, what Cooper Rush is doing. Okay? I think he could I think he could do he's got about 839 in passing yards. This guy's a backup. He almost has as many passing yards as Jalen. <laughs> it's all good. You know, hey, man, you know, Jalen's 5-0. and oh. He can't say anything about it. He can't. Okay? He can't. He's the better quarterback going into this, into this, um, into this game on Sunday. Zeke is on pace for about 1,100 yards. 3-8 to carry. He just, I mean, look, I think Miles Sanders, in my opinion, like I said, I think Miles Sanders, okay? I think Miles Sanders, I think he's, I don't know. Would you take him over Ezekiel Elliott? Probably. 
So get this. You take the quarterback and you take the running back in Philly over the guys in Dallas. Yeah, I would. I, 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 I'm, hey, JM, I don't, uh, JM Sanders is on pace for 14, 1500 yards this year. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I think he knows it's a audition year for him. He's playing well. I disagree. I think he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. I think I, I think he's more productive right now than what he is. C.D. Lamb, 11.59 he's on pace for. I don't think he has a touchdown catch. 341 yards receiving. Um, How about Parsons is on pace for 21 sacks? He's got six right now. He's in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Him and Boza, the kid at the Raiders, Crosby, those guys are all in conversation for the NFL defensive player of the year. Um, Parsons is spectacular. And get this, you put that in the same room with Demarcus Lawrence, who's on pace for 11 sacks, you could possibly have your bookends with 30 sacks combined between them. That's getting after people. That's getting after folks. Their bookends are better than the Eagle bookends. Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons are better than anything Philly has. You guys have the corners, which is important. You do. You have the corners. Cowboys have the ends. As a a group, as a combined group, Cowboys are better at defensive end and rushing the passer. They got the premier pass rusher in the league right now. Him, Michael Parsons and Nick Boza are the two premier pass rushers in the league. Demarcus Lawrence has been a perennial guy that's been in the conversation on being a really good pass rusher. So they have the two best, and you guys had the two best corners. Okay? So, I mean, I would think that the defense, in my opinion, I think as a collective group with the coordinator, the Cowboys are a tad bit better on defense than the Eagles. I mean, Dan Quinn's aggressive. Jonathan Gannon's not. Starts there. I think he puts those guys in better position. The one thing where I give Slay the advantage over Diggs, I think Diggs gambles too much. How many times do you see Diggs chasing? Slay keeps everything in front of him when healthy. He keeps everything in front of him. So in my opinion, when you look at um, the overall defense, and and, and by the way, the, the overall game plan on defense, I like the Cowboys more than the Eagles. It's just, it's just more aggressive. And for me, that's my style too. I just, yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan Quinn has more. But by the way, when I say that, this is not like this. Watch, Cowboys are here, the Eagles. It's like this. But as an overall unit and 53-man roster, the Eagles are, in my opinion, superior. As an overall team, they can't match up with your O-line. They can't match up with your tight end. They got a good one, but he's not Dallas Goddard. Your receiving course better. Your back's better. Your quarterback's better. You, you win just about every single matchup, in my opinion, when it comes to looking at the Cowboy offense, the Cowboy offensive line, in my opinion, is not that good. I, I don't think they can run the ball all that much. Okay? I, I don't. I don't think 
they're as good, in my opinion, I don't think they're as good um, as what Philly has. Okay. Okay. I, I Again, as a unit, you put the roster next to the Cowboy roster, you take the Eagles Monday through Sunday. Okay. By the way, here's something else. Who would you take as head coach, Sirianni or Mike McCarthy? And Mike McCarthy's got a Super Bowl ring, and I would still take Nick. Who would you take as play caller, Shane Steichen or Kellen Moore? What's Kellen Moore done? Get bounced in the playoffs with a 12-win team a year ago? Keep them. Steichen and these guys have built this offense, this unique offense for Jalen. And they've customized it for him. That's great. That's a good thing. To me, you got the head coaching battle too. Where you suffer is on DC. Okay? Hey, Anthony, Diggs against AJ Brown. I can't wait to watch that. I can't wait to watch uh, Lane Johnson have to block either Demarcus Lawrence or Micah Parsons. Those are going to be some pretty good matchups. Okay, that linebacker that the Cowboys have on Goddard, I want to see that. My opinion, Diggs versus A.J. Brown, I'm going to take A.J. in that. I haven't seen a team this year stop that dude. I have, I'm talking A.J. Brown. I have not seen a team stop him. Okay, and if you tell me, Seals, who you got in this matchup? A.J. Brown or Diggs? Eh, I'm going to go with the wide receiver in this one. They got two dudes that are nightmare matchups. Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown. And then you got Devontae running around out there, those precise routes. Dude, you better bring the heat. The Cowboys have to win this game up front. And you're going into a game where the Eagles are a little bit nicked up in that strength. Center, right guard, left guard, left tackle. I'm assuming Malad is playing on Sunday. Okay, I'm assuming. I'm, I don't know if they held him out of practice. What's today, Tuesday? Okay, the player's day off. We'll find out more tomorrow. Okay, we'll find out more tomorrow. But going into this matchup, I don't see where the advantage is except – on the ends, defensively. As a group, okay? As a group. Other than that, I want to do that again. I, I think the Eagles have them covered just about everywhere. And I think it's going to be important to look at that as you look at the matchups. All right, hit the like button. I got to sing. I promised. We'll do that. Don't forget, um, the legendary voice of the Cowboys, dear friend of mine, Brad Sham will join us at 4.30 Eastern, and then the legendary voice of the Eagles, our dear friend, Merrill Reese, will join us. Hour two, hit the like button, keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Score and save this football season on your car insurance. Before the next game, save up to 40% on your auto insurance policy. That's right, 40% savings. Call an Audible this season and contact the Del Val Insurance Group. They're an advocate for you, not an insurance company. That means they'll get you the right coverage and save you up to 40%. Call managing partners Fran or Jim of Del Val Insurance, 215-354-0122. Or score and save at DVIGI.com. DVIGI.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Over the last 17 years, we've built a reputation of growing award-winning teams across the country. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Two, National Football Show with your boy Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Bottom of the hour, voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Brad Sham will join us. And don't forget also in hour number three, the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, our friend Merrill Reese. So kind of Merrill to jump on with us each and every single week. We built such a great relationship up with the man that he and Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia have um, – Agreed to come on the show every week with us. And I'll tell you what, man, we are so happy that those guys have agreed to do that. And thank you very much. All right, here. All right, here we go. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fly. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high. And watch our eagles fly, fly, eagles fly on the road to victory. E A G L E S, Eagles. Jesus Christ, me. <laughs> Sad. Sad what my life has turned into. Just sad. 
you guys get oh man sad <laughs> oh man sad damn the tone is off shut up dank <laughs> uh look at gt getting better oh my god Oh, man. Hey, maybe one day I'll have to sing it in person to you guys. Hey, I promise, man, every single time that I lose, you guys have receipts. You guys have receipts. You have receipts on me. Okay? You have receipts. Big Sills pays them. Okay. So? (laughs) Cowboy fans are dumb. Hey, Nick, are you just... Coming to that epiphany right now. <laughs> okay. Joshua Sills. Looking down at the sheet to make sure he spells Eagles correctly. That's correct. Way to go, Joshua. You're, you're right. <laughs> Spelling and adding, as you could tell. I didn't go to college to be some brain surgeon or an accountant. <laughs> uh, come sing at the parade. Nicely done, Fly. Nicely done, okay? What happened to those glasses? Wait a minute. Do you mean these right here? The Sally Jesse Raphael glasses? <laughs> uh, <laughs> two, I look like a bobo with those things here. Dan is a fake Eagle fan. I never said I was an Eagle fan. Here, let me put that to spell. Let me put that logic of yours to, de- to uh, rest here. I never said I was an Eagle fan. Never once have I said that. Like, ever. I'm a fan of Eagle fans. I love their fan base more than I like their team. I really don't have an affiliation, except with the Bucks because I played for them. And I was drafted by them. So you could take that out. I, I, hey, I, and I, the only affiliation that I have, I played with one of your legendary players who was my, one of my best friends, Jerome Brown. Other than that, dude, I never in a million years have ever come off on this program pretending to be an Eagle fan. I'm actually starting to like it more, though. And I, and I like how they're playing, and I like the rough-ass football. They bring their lunch pail. I'm, I'm, why wouldn't I like that kind of style? Fly goes, didn't you play for the Cowboys? Okay, cup of coffee. Yeah, a little bit. I was on Landry's last team, and I was there for about a year and a half. Yeah, okay, so... Sills, you forgot to add the explanation point, okay? Who's your team, Sills? GT. (sighs) Right now, it's probably Philly. Okay? It is, because we talk about them the most. Okay? I mean, I don't really have one. Even when I was a kid, you know, we grew up in the New York area. You know, it was the Giants. Plus, my uncle played there. My uncle's a giant Hall of Famer. So that always kind of was, and I played with the Robustelli kids and Andy is my, my uncle. So, I mean, it was probably giants as a kid growing up, but you know, I loved Randy white as a kid and you know, I loved Randy, not because he played in Dallas. I just loved Randy. Cause he was, I, I there's the reason I went to Maryland first. So, I mean, I really, in GT, I really don't, I really don't, you know, Sills, you are an undercover Eagle fan. I'm getting there. 
I'm totally getting there, my friend. I really am. You're right. Um, S. Blunt, what's the story on the 63 bucks? Okay. See this here? Blunt, Leroy Salmon. To Dan, best always. Leroy gave me that jersey, and he's one of my best friends. I wore 93 in college because of Leroy Salmon. I almost went to Oklahoma. One of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. And when he passed away, it broke my heart. Leroy Solomon is the greatest 34 defensive end of all time. Reggie White is the greatest defensive lineman of all time. But as a 34 end, even Belichick says it, nobody blocked Leroy Solomon. He was spectacular. Spectacular. All-time college um, football team, all-time NFL team. And I loved Leroy. And when he passed away, broke my heart. Broke my heart. Did. When Jerome, it's funny, Len Bias was my workout partner at Maryland. Some of you know this, but my workout partner at Maryland was Len Bias. And I had transferred to Miami. And I got the call. I was with my girlfriend. And they and it was, I believe, God, who called me? Oh, I forget who called me. It wasn't Lefty. Oh, it was Adrian Branch. I don't know if you guys ever heard the name Adrian Branch. But Adrian Branch called me, and he goes, Sills, Adrian. I go, hey, man, what you doing? He goes, hey, I hear you got a big game. He goes, I got to tell you, man, uh, Bias died. And I was like, what? Died of an overdose. He knew how much, because we worked out every day. I used to go to Chapel Hill, watch him play against Michael Jordan my freshman year. Dude, watch, you know, dude, Len Bias was such a freaking wonderful. And by the way, I never saw Len Bias drink. Smoke weed. In my in my year and a half at Maryland, I never saw it. Funny, I won an ACC championship. That one in the middle of the two footballs up there is the 83 ACC championship. They would win the 84 ACC championship in basketball. Um, the year after Jordan and them won the national title, Jordan and them used to come to Cole Fieldhouse, and those matchups were special. Yeah, and then Jerome died um, in a tragic car accident when he was playing in Philly. And when Leroy died, three of my best friends, gone. I mean, those guys were – the world is not a better place without those three men. I mean, they just were not – I mean, Jerome would be Charles Barkley like today. I was telling Michael Irvin that yesterday. If Jerome was alive today, he'd be the biggest mouth in Philly. Holy cow. Jerome would have a show, TV, radio. Oh, my God. He would have just – he'd been a Hall of Famer. I think he already put – guys, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I played with Boomer Esiason and Frank Wright. That's how come Frank and I are – I've known Frank 40 years, and I played with Boomer. Boomer was the quarterback on that team. Hey, get this. The defensive end on that Maryland team, you guys remember Heartbreak Ridge? The Swede. The big giant guy in uh, Heartbreak Ridge, that's my buddy Pete Koch. He does commercials now on TV. And he's got like the silver hair. He looks like Moses. He does like uh, homeowner's insurance stuff or whatever. And he was the defensive end, and I was a freshman that year. He went to the Bengals. Oh, he went to the Bengals with Boomer too, by the way. 
Yeah, man. Fun times, man. Good memories here. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. I'm going to get to my top 10 NFL teams, my power rankings. We'll do that. Like I said, Brad Chan will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some Cowboys and get his thoughts. Brad's covered the team 25 years, not quite as long as Merrill has, who will be with us in the 3 o'clock hours, I said, at 5.30. But he's been around the football team when they were winning those championships with Emmett, Michael, and uh, Troy. So he's been calling that since, and I've known him um, since I was in Dallas. We were friends there when I played there with the Cowboys a little bit. So, yeah, so he'll be with us. Underrated all-time Miami Hurricane, Edron James. What a great football player. Just uh, just a super, super Eagles logo on the other side of your shirt. <laughs> no, it's an NFL alumni. Hey, did I show you this? Oh, I didn't. I showed Xander this. I got this in the mail. Maybe I didn't show you. But look at this. So the NFL sent us alumni medals or coins to every player that's alive. There's only 16,000 NFL players alive today. And mine is 5,476. I don't know if you can see it in there, but so that's pretty cool. A gold coin, 24 carat. Thought it was a cookie. If it was a cookie, I wouldn't be showing it to you, Brandon. <laughs> hey, if it was a cookie, okay. Q goes, what'd you max out at? 500, uh, 605 bench, 800 squat. Uh, and I did that at 291. And I ran a 4.8. Yeah. Okay. Before, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Anthony. Before we get to the top 10, guys, Big Seals, who in today's league reminds you of yourself? Javon Hardgrave. Okay. Hardgrave puts his work in. You look up in the stat sheet. You know, you don't see really a lot of spectacular things from the guy. But then you look up and you go, shit, that guy put up. Now, obviously, 10 times better pro than me. But in college, I had 100 tackles. Okay? I had 100 tackles in 12 games. Okay? And I had 65 first hits, solos, from a defensive tackle position. So I was pretty productive. Led the team in tackles for losses, fumble recoveries. I led the D-line in solo tackles. Jerome Brown was on that team, too. Cortez Kenny and Russell Maryland were, too. And I was the top dog on that team. And so I like guys. See, Jerome was there. Guys, how about this? Okay? How about this? Dude, Jerome would do this. I'd be in there slugging it out, you know, working my ass off, you know, lunch pail guy. This guy take three plays off, and you're looking over going, shit, there he is taking plays off. And all of a sudden, swatted pass, sack, interception, fumble recovery, safety. And you look up, and you look over at the guy, and I'm just shaking my head, and Jerome starts laughing at me. I said, man, you take three plays off, but then you have ten unbelievable flash plays. And it's nauseating to watch somebody that talented. He just was fucking crazy great. 
Honestly, guys, we played Oklahoma, Jerome Brown, and we played OU. He had 20 tackles, a sack, oh, two sacks, broke Aikman's leg, an interception, a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, um, 10 solo tackles. We printed up a T-shirt with Oklahoma's helmet, Jerome pulling his pants down, taking a dump in it. He was the greatest performance I ever saw. I sat there and watched this guy rip apart Oklahoma at Memorial Stadium in Norman. He ripped them a new one. I I woke off the field. He goes, what'd you think? I go, shut up. (laughs) Dude, and I had 10 tackles, and I'm going like, shut up. Just shut up, dude. He was so freaking amazing. And when he got to Philly, he started doing the same shit. Same shit, man. Jerome was special. He was a special football player, man. He, I'm so happy that you guys had him in Philly. What a perfect place for him to play ball was in Philadelphia. I can't think of a better – you know what? Maybe Pittsburgh. Um, Tampa wouldn't have worked because of the racist owner. Um, Man. Now what I know about the Eagle fans, Jerome Brown landed in a – you know, some guys just land – like Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh looked like it fit, you know? Even Eli in New York with the Giants. Dude, hey, I'll tell you something too at Geno's. he go in there for five Geno subs, and he'd eat them all. And one day, every Tuesday, he went in there and got them. These guys now follow me on Twitter, Geno's. They go, Sills, he used to come in here every Tuesday. And he'd order five of them things, man. And those chili uh, cheesesteaks, those Philly cheesesteaks, he ordered five of them, eat them right there. Oh, that Duke. Hey, I, I watched him eat two 16-ounce steaks once. Right in front of me, man. Could have done another one. <laughs> what a machine. And, dude, I barely saw him work out. He was just one of those freak shows. Just a freak show. All right. Matchups, like I said in the last hour. Uh, Sills, how many White Castle burgers can you eat? <laughs> you put a couple. Oh, no, 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 dog. How many boxes can I eat? Two boxes. What goes in there? A baker's dozen? I could probably put down two box. Do I look like a half a sandwich guy? <laughs> hey, do I look like a half a sandwich guy? 50 J- JM goes 50. Eh, maybe today, 50. Oh, Derek, Simon, Clyde Simmons, white, brown. Oh, shit. Can you imagine? Hey, can you imagine the referees today trying to manage Reggie White and Jerome Brown and Clyde Simmons and Andre Waters and Wes Hopkins and Eric Allen? Dude, there'd be a penalty every play. What was that guy, Vontez Burdick? Perfect. It'd be like that shit. This guys would be suspended and fined every game. Dude, and Reggie's the nicest guy. Reggie throwing guys on their head the way he did. Shit, they would call Reggie White for, uh, for what? Roughing the tackle. <laughs> you had to see it on film to believe it. There goes Eric Williams. See ya. There goes Nate. See ya. Dude, 370-pound guys. He's throwing like 10 feet. Nothing like it. I compared that hump move that Reggie had to Jabbar Skyhook. 
I've never seen anybody do it since. Nobody does the Reggie White hump hook. They called it the hump. And he would just throw you, man. I saw him throw Chris Carter into a running back that knocked down Warren Moon. I'm like this. Okay, this guy is too freaking incredible. Oh, man. I mean, right. He's just too much. Rushing the pass. Uh, Reggie, the greatest defensive end ever. Reggie's the greatest D lineman ever. Dude, Mike Pitts, God rest his soul, passed away last year. I love Mike Pitts. An underrated guy in that gangering defense was Mike Pitts. Mike Pitts was a solid performer. You know, he was a solid performer. And I, I would make this point to you. You know, Buddy Ryan constructing that gang green and Buddy Ryan putting the 80, uh, the 85 bear defense together, the 46. Um, there's no coincidence. That's why I like Dan Quinn over with the Cowboys more than I like Jonathan Gannon in this matchup on Sunday. Dan Quinn has a lot of Buddy Ryan qualities to him. He's got a lot of Buddy Ryan qualities to him, man. Okay, he does. Just there's a lot of... He's aggressive, all of that, man. Um, here, real quick before I get to the top 10 here. And, and by the way, Brad Champ's going to join us here in a couple minutes. The voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's get a scouting report on who's healthy, who's not, who's performing. Why are the Cowboys 4-1? and one? They can't run the ball really well. Okay, it's not like they run the ball great. I mean, Zeke's doing okay, 3-8 to carry. I mean... Shit, the guy in Philly's doing five yards of carry. He's got a better line. Who's healthy in the O-line? Who's playing on Sunday? So we'll get Brad. Brad's a really good guy. I think you guys are going to like He's been on before, too. So we'll talk. Uh, Darko's thoughts on Brady Sack. It's an overcorrection, Dart. It's an overcorrection on Tua. That's what the league's going through right now. It's an overcorrection. You saw that last night in the Chris Jones sack. Um, uh, Derek Carr. It's an overcorrection. By the way, you know what really sucked about that play? Listen to the production on that play for Chris Jones and why you pay him $20 million a year. Pressure, sack, strip, fumble recovery, and you get a plus for the play. That's what made that play hard for Heart-wrenching for Chris last night. So, again, the whole thing on the rough in the passer, it's an overcorrection because of Tug of Viola. And the league right now is they need to come back to center again because just like Troy Aikman said, man, I mean, look, it's seven on seven right now. And I get protecting the quarterbacks, but the league's biggest fear is CTE and head trauma. And so the referees, instead of doing their job, they're doing like the medical people's jobs here a little bit. They need to just get back to doing and refing games because that was a great play last night. You can't call that. You can't strip, sack, fumble. You're going to do that in the playoffs? All right. One of my dearest friends, and I'll tell you, I, um, I love Brad Sham so much. He is, later on today, we're going to have another one of our friends, Merrill Reese on with us at 530, the legendary voice of the Eagles too, and this rivalry goes back when Brad started as the voice of the 
of the Dallas Cowboys. Brad, I appreciate this. And why is this such a big game? This goes back to Dick for meal, Brad. Well, the question is really, Danny, the question is really, uh, why are you saying this? But when Merrill comes on, you're going to say, he's your dear friend. We know know what you do. We know how you are. We know how you are. Um, I think that uh, it's kind of hard for people to imagine what things were like uh, literally decades and decades ago. So Dallas has been in a uh, division with Washington, Philadelphia, and New York um, through several realignments. And they were, I mean, obviously it makes no geographical sense, but um, there's always been a great rivalry between Dallas and Washington. Um, and then, and then they all, what you know, Landry had been Tom Landry had been with the Giants before he came to Dallas. So, all three of those franchises uh, have benefited from the rivalry one one way or the other, and uh, and Dallas probably has too by tradition, but there's we're clearly lacking the geographical aspect. But the rivalry with the Eagles at the moment is the greatest because the Eagles are the best and, and have been the best. The Eagles, uh, one of your, uh, one of your old teammates, I believe Michael Urban, didn't you play with Michael? Yep. When, uh, you know, back in the nineties, when, when, uh, the late great Jerome Brown was playing for the Eagles and, and, uh, Reggie white, and they were the only team I ever heard Michael say he was afraid of playing <laughs> because he knew what he was getting into. And, and so that, so it goes back, uh, we're, we're now 30 years ago and, and, it, you know, it goes back before then, but it can ebb and flow, um, depends on who's good at the moment for the most part, certainly over the last decade, uh, the Eagles of the three Eastern teams that are actually in the East, the Eagles have been the best one. And if whatever Dallas wanted to do, they had to go through Philadelphia or vice versa. And so I think that has a lot to do with the rivalry. And you're right, Dick Vermeil. I'm so glad he's getting to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dick was the Eagles head coach when they beat the Cowboys in the NFC championship game uh, in the 80s. After uh, Roger Staubach retired, that was one of the three consecutive conference championship games to which Danny White led the Cowboys. Nobody talks about that. The fact at the time there, there, there'd never been a quarterback take his team to the championship game in his first three years as a starter, but Danny White did that and they lost them all fair enough, but it goes back that far. And certainly for the last 10 years, Dan, as you know, the Eagles of those three teams have been the best ones. And uh, that's, that's where the most spirited is. And I will say this, I'm just pausing to make sure that I'm accurate, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Philadelphia is the only one of the three cities where the bus regularly gets egged. If that <laughs> is good enough. You, you can get a lot of, you can get a lot of grannies uh, doing double bird flips in uh, New York and Washington. It's not New York, it's New Jersey. Um, but, uh, but every few years and I'm, I'm kind of expecting it Sunday night. Uh, the Eagle fans will come with the eggs. So that's that's one way you can tell that it's a serious rivalry. 
I thought it was Halloween, but okay. <laughs> Every night's Halloween in Philadelphia. <laughs> hey, hey, Brad, are you shocked that the that the Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Cowboys were able to weather the storm. I mean, they're 4-1 right now. Their defense has definitely been the storyline. I would say over the last month, Cooper Rush has also obviously been in that conversation. But your take on it on why you think that they've been able to overwhelm, overcome the injury bug. You know, I'm surprised. I don't know if I'm shocked. They've done a good coaching job as a staff. They, the coaching job starts with the assembling of the defense. And the defense started to get good last year. That was quite a job Dan Quinn did coming in, taking a defense that was historically the worst statistically in franchise history and making them one of the better defenses in the league. And then they've built on that this year. They're, they're better than they were. And uh, that's what's allowed them to play to the defense. When you're only giving up one touchdown a game, you don't have to take chances on offense. So no question people underrated, underestimated Cooper Rush, who's a smart guy. Look at his college career. He had a phenomenal career at Central Michigan. Uh, he's a smart, calm guy, perfect demeanor for a backup quarterback, especially uh, not not real outgoing, but no one has ever seen him rattled. And that's what you want when you're coming in and trying to calm everything down. They didn't have a really good receiver situation at the beginning of the year. It's just marginally better now. But they have not had to take a lot of chances. I see that Bucks jersey and old tangerine pirate helmet over your shoulder. When they opened the, the season with Tampa, um, Tom Brady didn't have to be Tom Brady in that game. They ran the ball a lot. Fournette had a great game because Dallas was not offering. That was where Prescott got, got hurt, and he was terrible before he got hurt. So they were not any offensive threat to Tampa, and Tampa didn't have to open up. They could just run. And Brady didn't have to be Brady. And that's what they've that's what Dallas has been able to do in essence in the last four weeks, because Rush has not had to outthrow anybody. They haven't had to outscore anybody. Sooner or later, sooner or later, everything's gonna happen, right? They're yeah. like sooner or later the Eagles are gonna lose a game. Sooner or later, the Cowboys are gonna give up more than one touchdown. Sooner or later, they're gonna have to open up and play offense a little bit more. And uh, what they're hoping is that when that happens that Dak Prescott's ready to come back and be the quarterback. Whether that'll be this week or not, it's a little early to say. When you look at Michael Parsons on that side of the football, um, does he have the same impact that Charles Haley had when Haley was on those great Cowboy teams? Do you see the same type of impact? Well, it's same but different. Um, when the Cowboys got Haley in the summer of 92 in training camp, uh, he was already a great established player. He was he was feared 
I think I could use that word safely with Charles. As a, as a player, he was feared. And he's very Charles. I love him to death. And I've got a great relationship with him. And, and I'm pretty confident that he would not uh, contradict me if I said that people feared him because he was so erratic off the field. He, he had medical issues that no one was addressing then. They've been addressed since. But they made Charles unpredictable and fearsome. Yeah. So he physically, he'd already had back problems. He wasn't quite the player that he'd been in San Francisco, but he's pretty close. And they were a good defense. They'd made the playoffs, won a playoff game the year before. Uh, and Jimmy Johnson, as you well know, was the first coach that I can remember to platoon. That's not even the right word to substitute freely on the defensive line. And he came at you in waves. They did that in 91. Then in 92, what they didn't have was the pass rusher to close it. That's what Charles was. So Parsons is not Haley. He's a different kind of player. The funny thing is they didn't really know that Parsons was that player until Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot in practice after week one last year on Wednesday. And they're getting ready to play the Chargers in Los Angeles. And and their most legitimate pass rusher and their defensive leader breaks his foot. And he's going to be out for months. And Dan Quinn, to his credit, uh, looked at it and said, hey, Micah, you want to try something completely different this week? And Parsons said, Sure. And they basically went into the lab and invented that overnight. Then the dilemma becomes the guy's obviously an outstanding pass rusher, but he's also an exceptional linebacker. And he is a guy who can go sideline to sideline. And that's why they don't limit him to one role. He's just too dangerous. He can do things. He can do a multiplicity of things, all of them better than most other players. So he's different from Haley in that regard. You know, DeMarcus Ware was a phenomenal pass rusher who I hope gets into the Hall of Fame in the next year or so. And and Wade Phillips, you know, a great coach and a great guy, one of the best defensive minds ever, but he 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 would drop he would drop DeMarcus and Parcells did the same thing. He would drop him into coverage, you know, from time to time, maybe 25% of the time. I always said any defense they had that had DeMarcus Ware running in the opposite direction of the quarterback, I wasn't too fond of that. And so, like Lawrence Taylor was never asked to do that, really. He was the outside linebacker. He he dropped some, but he was – you always knew where, where LT was. You don't know where Parsons is. He might line up over the nose. He might line up in the B-gap, and then they might stunt. And so you don't and – and his explosiveness and strength make him really dangerous. Um, now they face a real challenge this week in a quarterback who has turned out to be a better passer than most people thought he would and clearly is the Eagles' best running threat. So one school of thought would say, just tell Parsons where Hurts goes, you go. But if they do that, they might eliminate their best pass rusher half the time. So they're going to have to find a different scheme. Parsons is a difference maker for sure, but he makes a difference in, in more ways than I would say that Charles did. Boy, I, I, I love what you said about Dan Quinn, and I think this is going to be one of the advantages that the Cowboys have going into Sunday 
Brad, is that the coordinator in Dallas is an experienced guy in Dan Quinn. And Jonathan Gannon loves to play that umbrella-type defensive style. Dan's so aggressive. And to hear you say that they basically customized the defense once they figured out who Parsons was, they basically customized the same way Belichick customized the defense for LT, rushing him off the corner as a rush linebacker. I mean, that's pretty great that they that they saw the guy and said, let's try this. That's really what makes him, I think, an exceptional defensive coordinator. Well, there's no doubt. and But the, you, what, what we'll never know, and thank goodness, is what would have happened if Lawrence had not broken his foot? How would right. they have used? I don't know that we, I, I don't know that Parsons would have had however many sacks he had last year. He'd have had probably double digits just because he's that good. But all of a sudden, he's a designated pass rush threat in many circumstances. And that was necessity being the mother of invention. And, you know, Dan, one of the things I love about Dan Quinn is he admits to being kind of a mad scientist who likes to go into his own football laboratory with, with his uh, tape and his brain. And, and try to figure out how to use different pieces. And so I don't think he's done figuring out ways to use uh, Parsons and some of the other players they have. They're really athletic defensively, and they're, they're, they, can play, they can play a standard nickel. They can play a big nickel. They can play a standard 4-3 base with Parsons, Van Der Esch, and Anthony Barr being the linebackers. They, they've, that's why they're a good defense. They've got a lot of different kinds of players who they can use in different ways. Um, and I, I asked Leon Lett, who's their assistant defensive line coach, who was one of those movable pieces on those Super Bowl teams in the early 90s. He was one of the guys that Jimmy and Butch Davis and Dave Wanstead said, let's, you know, with Russell Maryland and Tony Casillas and Chad Hennings and Tony Tolbert. I asked Leon if this group reminded him at all of that group that he played on, he said, yes. And more than any group that has been in Dallas since then, that doesn't mean they're going to win Super Bowls, but they have a lot of depth. They've got a lot of speed. They're smart and uh, they'll, they will cause problems for the other team. So the other team's going to have to be better physically and the Eagles might be, we'll find out. Do you agree that one of the issues that you might have a concern with going into this game on Sunday, give me an update on the O-line, Brad. I mean, you know, for years, that was one of the strengths of the football team. And right now, Zeke is doing around 3-8 to carry. Pollard is really a productive back. I love that they put him in the slot sometimes, too. Kellen Moore moves him around a lot because I think they're a little light in the wide receiving core. But is the old line a concern going into this game against uh, the Eagles on Sunday? I, it's, I, I think it's less a concern than a lot of uh, the public had it being um, early in the year. You don't lose Tyron Smith and be the same. Right. But the young man they drafted to eventually be his replacement, Tyler Smith, who's not related to him, uh, has turned out to be just fine. He's still making mistakes. He found out – he found out – uh, what it was like to go up against Aaron Donald four or five times. I saw it. <laughs> and, you know what's great about him is he's he's a super smart kid. He's really yep. physical. He likes to play. He has a defensive lineman's mentality, and he likes to play right up to the edge, the last echo of the whistle. Um, I was talking to him just last night, as a matter of fact, and he he did not know who Mark Tuane was, 
but he did know who Eric Williams was. <laughs> he knew, and he knew about Eric Williams and what he did and what his demeanor was uh, and how tough he was. And that's what Lane Johnson does for the Eagles. You know, Kelsey's obviously a phenomenal center. And I just think when they're all healthy, which they weren't the other day in Arizona, I think they're the best offensive line in the game. But Lane Johnson, I believe most people would agree, is the guy that, that he puts the extra little polish on the apple. And so are the Cowboys that? I don't know that they're that. But um, but they're certainly good enough to function. And the, now – they were the Rams are pretty good up front. Washington's really good up front, and they didn't put up any kind of offensive numbers, but they didn't have to because of the offense that they were dealing with. That's the difficulty that the Eagles present. That it's not five and zero by accident, and and what they can do is uh, uh, put stress on you in a variety of ways. So, the offensive line, in my estimation, Dan is. Uh, good enough, especially with how the defense is playing. Uh, now, whether it'll be good enough Sunday night, that's another question. But I think they can do most of what they want to get done. Zach Martin's still a great guard. Terrence Steele's a young, improving player. I think I think the center, Biotish, is um, vastly improved. And so on the left side, they're, they're kind of having to – hurry up as they go along because it was supposed to be Smith and Smith and uh, now it's not. And so they're just, they, you know, you do the best you can. And, and then they'll, I would imagine they'll try to beef that up a little bit next year, but you know, is it good enough to do what they need to do? Most of the time it will be Elliot's still a tremendous player. He, he does not have the burst that he did, but Danny seven years in, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. He leads all NFL backs in touches in the last seven years. Now, it would be impossible for him not to have slowed down a little bit. And then he had the, the MCL injury uh, or the PCL injury last year. So, yeah, he's not as explosive as he once was. And people scream for Pollard. And I would say if you gave Pollard – Elliot's workload, you probably wouldn't see the same Pollard. I think they're probably using them the right way. And Elliot's a vastly superior pass protector. So they're good backs, uh, and you have to have a passing game. But I think the offensive line is good enough to accomplish what they need to accomplish over the long haul. They're, they're going to be severely tested this week. Finally here, Brad, um, is Mike McCarthy getting enough credit you know, he, he gets a lot of heat because obviously it's the Cowboy job. And when you get bounced in the opening round last year and you know the first question, Brad, you know, when you guys were in camp, hey, how do you feel about being on the hot seat? And I'm like this. I even text Mike. I go, Jesus, you would have said, hey, how you like Southern California and the weather, right? No, it's like, hey, how do you feel about being on the hot seat? And here he is. I mean, Dan Quinn was kind of his his guy that was kind of his idea to have him brought well, in there and the, the you know Kellen Moore he he's working well with him and you know what as much as we give him hell for you know 
I, I just, I don't know. I just think that, you know, we're not giving him enough credit for what he's doing with that team. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I do think it's fair, especially in this past month and going back into this off season. And, and I think that he's beginning to get some of that credit here. I will say this. Um, yeah. He hired Dan Quinn after he hired Mike Nolan and it, you know, Mike, Mike has to own the defensive issues that they had in 2020 and all of the head coaches um, who were new in 2020, that's the empty stadium COVID year for people with really short memories, which is most of the people we talk to all the time. 2020 uh, that defense was really bad, really bad. And, And Mike has to own that. And now then to his credit, he then went in a completely different direction um, and, and it's by his choice that Kellen is uh, the offensive coordinator, and he is probably, he might be a little bit more involved with that this year, uh, but he, he absolutely gets credit for hiring Quinn. What he mostly, I think, should be getting credit for right now is knowing his team. He, he looked at them in the offseason. He saw what they brought in. They've always been, when I say they, I'm talking about McCarthy his staff, Will McClay and personnel, Stephen Jones and Jerry, they, for the last several years, they've known a little bit more about their players than we have in, in our business and certainly the fans who think they know everything. So nobody, nobody said anything when they signed J. Ron Curse uh, last year uh, until he turned out to be something that they could never have imagined that he was going to be. And now they have, you know, they took a chance on Malik Hooker, who'd blown out his knee. Well, it kind of looks like Ohio State Malik Hooker. A little yeah. Bit. And and uh, they have put together, I think, the best safety room they've had. Room. The whole – I'm talking about all of them. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you might have to go back to Charlie Waters and Cliff Harris to have – and Randy Hughes uh, for, for this kind of – so they get credit for that. They get credit for knowing their team. I think I think that he is now beginning to get credit for uh, having a handle on what his plan is, what he wants to do, how to implement it. Uh, his players seem to love him, and and they really respect him. And and, and you know, as you well know, being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys is like being the head coach at Notre Dame or Texas or the manager of the Yankees or. You know, you're as good as your last series of downs. And what 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 didn't exist when you were playing, um, what didn't exist was uh, Twitter, which is the vehicle, so all of social media, the vehicle for literally hundreds of thousands of coaches who should be coaching instead of selling insurance or tires or whatever they're doing. They know more than the coaches and some of them are in our line of work and some of them are, but they're all out there every day. And so they express themselves because it's America and that makes it harder. I think that if you've got a high profile job, I think it really does make it harder. Absolutely. Um, Hey, Brad, have a great call on Sunday. I so appreciate you always finding time for me. I will make sure I tell Steven, on Thursday, you said hi. Michael Irvin's coming on this week too. And Merrill, you got Merrill coming on. He's 
This is the second program we've been on back to back to get today. So this is the other one was a TV show in Philadelphia. So uh, with you know, Marilyn and I between us uh, have been doing our jobs ninety years combined. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. That's that's insane. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it beats a sharp stick in the eye. There's Absolutely. No Have a great call. Thank Thanks, you so Danny. much, Brad. All right, pal. Appreciate it. The legendary voice of the Dallas Cowboys. How about what he said too about Dan Quinn formulating a defense to figure out the skill set of Micah Parsons? I really loved that. That's what makes Dan Quinn. Dan, don't forget, Dan was also up in Seattle, also at the time too, man. So. Um, I love it, man. Very cool. The Seth Joyner show brought to you by Jacob sports. Thank you. <laughs> hey, very cool, man. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, Jay. Okay. Now I know why. All right. All right. Hey, Xander. Okay. Got it, man. Glad I could be part of it. <laughs> very cool. All right. Meryl Reese will join us in hour number three at five 30. So we will have the legendary voice of the Eagles as well. Hit the like button. I want to talk a little bit more about Dan Quinn, what he's doing with Michael Parsons. And get this, what Jonathan Gannon doesn't have the propensity to do. There lies that that could be the difference in the game on Sunday. I'll explain. Hey, don't forget our good friends at Morgan & Morgan want to tell you this. If you're hurt or injured on the job ever, there's only one law firm for you to go to. That is Morgan & Morgan. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, there's only one place that will protect your family's rights. If you are hurt or injured on the job, there's no case too small. No fender benders. They're never going to do this. They'll never be intimidated, and they'll never look at a case and go, eh, that's too small. Every case is an important case to Morgan & Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. National Football Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Don't forget at 5.30 Eastern Time, we will have the legendary voice of the Eagles. We will have Merrill Reese on. How you doing? Four passing touchdowns. Oh, my God. Elite. No, what I saw last night was elite. Patrick Mahomes. Throw Hey, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen threw more touchdowns in one game than Jalen has all year. (laughs) I like the hat. I don't like the shadow, though. I don't like the shadow. Big Sills, don't like shadows. Do love the you, though. Look at that baby. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. Hang on, four touchdowns in five games passing. Somebody asked me, what do I think about his 20 touchdowns? Really good for a running back. Hey, I wish my running back had those numbers. It's great. Your quarterback is the top rushing quarterback. Hey, this is not something I ever want to hear. My quarterback is the best rushing quarterback for touchdowns all time. Great. I, they keep using – funny, you're right. Jalen Hurts is better than Brady at that. He's better than Brady at that. Oh, congratulations. Jalen Hurts is better than Tom Brady at a statistic that has nothing to do with quarterback play. Yeah. Rushing touchdowns have nothing to do with quarterback play. 
and how we keep statistics on all quarterbacks. Nothing. He's got four. This guy's got more rushing TDs than passing quarterback, than passing TDs. I don't know. New era. Oh, it started with Jalen, your backup quarterback you drafted. I see. Back to being negative again. You're 5-0, and oh, man. Please move on. You're right, Omar. We will. We will, Omar. You're right. Top 10. Oh, I'll do this at the top. I'll do this at the top. You're right. It's time to move on. I don't want to keep talking about something that's so evident and so obvious. You're going to pay somebody 46 million bucks for four TD passes on the year. You're averaging 4.8 points a game in your passing game. Yeah, but we averaged 265 yards in the year. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. 50. <laughs> Not me, man. Shit. Not me. Not me. Hey, I got a question for you, Steven. Can you imagine if Dallas Goddard had the same type of quarterback that Travis Kelsey has? Travis Kelsey is the benefit like Gronk was of Brady. Can you imagine Travis Kelsey and um, Gronkowski with Jalen Hurts as his quarterback? He'd have five touchdowns a year. He'd have very few 100-yard games. With, with, with Travis Kelsey has Patrick Mahomes. Gronk had Brady and only Brady. <laughs> I mean, you imagine if that guy had a legitimate arm throwing him the ball with his number. Dallas Goddard is a weapon. Dude, I throw that ball to him and AJ every down. Every down, they're mismatches. Our team is 5-0. and oh. Yeah, you're right. They are. You're right. If they had Super Bowls for wins over Washington, the 2-3 and three Jags, the 1-4 and four Lions, and the 2-3 and three Cardinals, you guys would win the trophy. Red October. How could he start liking the birds? Mahomes is going to go down as one of the top five quarterbacks ever. I don't get the point. Okay. Well, if Dallas Goddard had Matthew Stafford, he'd have numbers like Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. Even Matthew Stafford changes the room. Cooper Cup didn't put numbers like that up until they got a legitimate thrower in there that was consistent. Golf is not consistent enough. Hertz is 1-11 against playoff teams. Doesn't shock me. You cowboy troll. Really? Uh, I don't think you really watch the show that much because you know I kill the Cowboys too. Getting bounced? Stafford is trash. You just want a Super Bowl guy. Let your guy beat somebody significant outside of Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. Kyler Murray, too. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's more significant than Kirk Cousins, actually, because that guy just got $46.1 million. All right. My top 10 NFL teams. This is going to be a surprise. Then Merrill Reese at 5.30 Eastern time. Love talking to our friend. Love talking to Merrill Reese. 
Hey, like I said, this week, Michael Irvin will join us. Stephen Jones will join us. Um, Keith Byers, Keith Jackson, boatload of people. It's Cowboy and Eagle week. I know the Phillies are in the postseason. That's a wonderful story. It's Cowboy Eagle week, though. Okay? Hour three. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. National Football Show. It is our three. Merrill Reese at the bottom of the hour. We will talk to the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to do the top 10 NFL power ranking teams. The Big Sills top 10. Outside the top 10, I got to tell you. 
pretty hard pressed for me to find teams outside the top 10 this year where I go, oh, that's a great team. I don't know if there's 10 teams this year that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. I know. So we'll do this. We'll do this at the bottom. And we'll talk to our friend Merrill Reese, get his comments. We're going to do the Big Seals Power 10 here in a second. Um, I do want to say this to you. So Devontae Adams is getting some shit because he pushed that, uh, rightfully so. He pushed that camera guy. Can't put your hands on people. Dude, you can't go there. But, of course, you got snowflakes now trying to make the guy out to be a bad guy. It was a bad moment. And he'll pay for it. I'm sure the guy's in a sling and in a body cast right now. I'm sure he's on a respirator. And then when everyone leaves the room, his attorney goes, okay, you can breathe now. Oh, good. Thank you. (laughs) You know he's milking it. No one wants to say it. I'll say it. You know he's milking it. Got pushed down, filed a police report, and he's in the hospital with injuries. (laughs) Really? What a shocker. (laughs) Oh, wait. Devontae Adams, is he the highest paid wide receiver? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, that's that's another reason why you don't put your hands on people. Because it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you with the, with the internet trolls. And it's going to cost you with the people out there going, look at the video. He's a horrible human. And they don't even know him from a can of paint. Guy had a bad moment. Okay, push the fan. The dude jumped right in his face. And I'm not saying it's justified. It's not. He should have just told me, get the you-know-what out of his way. That would have done enough. He'd have been afraid. Instead, he pushed him. And you're in Kansas City. And there's a video. That ain't going to help you, kid. And you're the highest-paid wide receiver. Okay? Okay? No, no, no. I agree, man. Why do that? Why put your hands on the guy? Dude, he's a nobody. You don't need to put your hands on somebody. Just ignore him, whatever he's saying. Because you remember something, you go back to your house and you count your millions. He goes back to his house trying to pretend that he's somebody. That's how you got to look at it. Don't put yourself in that position. Okay? Is it a a trauma? I bet he's in a trauma unit now. (laughs) Seriously, you know he's in a trauma unit. Okay. Yeah, no, dude. Dude, there's no justifying what he did. Keep your hands off people. Don't put your hands on anybody. There, there's it's not a you how about this? You can't win that. And there's no justification for you to put your hands on anybody in this world. Just walk by the guy. Bro, you're Devontae Adams. Act like it. You know what I mean? There's just no reason for it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, okay. Jesus, you guys are now like, what, look at this. So wait, hey Jeff, holy shit! Look at hey, hey Xander, look at Jeff's take, <laughs> dude. Look at Jeff's take. If Devontae Adams would have done that in Philly, and he was in the going into the locker rooms, I guarantee you. 30 people would have jumped out of the stands and beat him down. And rightfully so. I guarantee you. 
If Devontae Adams did that in Philly, he, he'd get his ass kicked. Or coming out of the locker room going on the bus. You bet. 100%. Did you hear what, hey, did you hear what Brad Sham said? He's expecting to be egged on the bus going into Lincoln Financial on Sunday. <laughs> okay? He's expecting that. Look at Jeff. Bring it. Hey, 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 GT. Dude, you ain't pushing anybody in an alleyway in Philly. No way. You got to know where you are. Then, then again, I'm kind of shocked somebody didn't jump out of the stands in Kansas City. That's pretty base. Hey, Tony, you guys would have drugged that dude. <laughs> you guys would have drugged that guy, man. It ain't going to work in Philly. Guy pushed somebody down like that. Man, there would have been 100 people jump out of the stands and beat that dude down. Oh, shit. The cops would have went like this. I don't see nothing. <laughs> hey, the Philly cops, you know, the guys on the, hey, the motorcycle cops would have went like this. I don't say the state troopers, though. I'd have went, I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> Power ranking. Thank you, Chalk It Up Sports. Way to go. You guys would have beat that Devontae Adams' ass. Dude. You imagine somebody throwing a beer can at Nick Sirianni at Lincoln Financial, too? Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Big Sills, top 10 power rankings. Going into week six of the National Football League. Number 10. The Green Bay Packers. I know. Sitting at two and three. They have Aaron Rodgers. I believe that they're going to right the ship. I think that game against the Giants, in my opinion. I have no idea what these guys were thinking. Why didn't you run the ball with Aaron Jones down there on the goal line twice? You know you're struggling throwing the ball. Matt LaFleur, in the last three years, Boy, in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, last year too, the whole thing with the punting against Brady two years ago as well. Dude, I can't tell if Matt LaFleur is a good coach or not because there's been some miscues by his coaching staff. Run the ball. Aaron Rodgers, you know what? I'll give Aaron Rodgers some heat here too a little bit. He should have checked out of that and went into a running. He should have went into a running play two times in a row. How do I feel about the London games? They blow. Packers, number 10. Number nine, the Minnesota Vikings at four and one. Justin Jefferson, two straight games, over 150 yards receiving. They're the best team that the Eagles have played. They sit at four and one, and they are in first place in the NFC North right now. Packers are actually looking up at them. Okay, so I've got the Vikings sitting there at number nine. 85, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hertz is built like a tank. Bench squat, more than most DTs. Finds the end zone running. And you think he shouldn't continue that? No, keep it up, man. 15 carries a game, that'll be beneficial to the offense. I'm sure 15 carries a game will be beneficial. I'm sure every offensive coordinator, when they look at an elite quarterback, go like this. Yeah, 15 carries for my elite quarterback. Probably something they want to do. 
Number eight in the Big Seals Power Rankings. I can't believe I'm doing this. The New York football giants are here at number eight. Their quarterback stinks. Barkley's the comeback player of the year. Their O-line is actually better. Brian Dable has been a grand slam hire for the Gigantes, and I got to give it to him. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau looks like he's the guy, and it looks like he is somebody. And I've got to put – hey, I, I know. The Giants, they're 4-1, and one, dude. They're 4-1 and one with Daniel Jones. How's that possible? Daniel Jones might be – no, Baker Mayfield is. Okay, he's the second-worst quarterback in the league as a starter. How's that guy even have a job? Crazy that I got the Giants here at number eight. Number seven, the Baltimore Ravens and the greatness, and I do mean the greatness, of Lamar Jackson. Lamar's playing great football. They're three and two, but look at their schedule. Shit, man. I'm going to tell you this. That's a great schedule the Ravens have played. Bengals, Dolphins. I mean, they've the, the Bills. These guys play people. Unlike the Eagles, they play people. That's actually a great schedule. And it'll prepare them for the upcoming um, postseason. They're going to be rocking and ready as long as they're healthy going into this. Nick, I can't believe it that I'm even saying it, man. I mean, I know the Giants sitting there at number eight. Got the Ravens at number seven. Lamar right now and Josh Allen are your top two guys. And Mahomes are your top three guys for the Most Valuable Player Award. Number six, got to have Brady in here. And the Buccaneers, got to have him. I think they got a little bit of a gift wrap against the Falcons. Okay? I think they got a little um, Jeff... Lamar plays nothing like Hurts. He actually throws the ball in the end zone. The Buccaneers' defense, I think, is really good. Um, they need to do more with Leonard Fournette and running the ball. I think they got issues in their O-line still, and they're still working through that. I think Brady's got a lot on his mind, but listen, Brady in a 60-minute ball game versus the field. I mean, I don't know. If I'm if – I'm, how do you go against Tom Brady? I mean, are you really going to continue to bet against the guy? I can't. So I got him at six. This is going to be good for Sunday's game. Number five. The fifth best team in pro football, the Big Sills Power Rankings. The Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys defense could be the best in football. They got the best defensive football player, I think, next to Nick Bowes and Aaron Donald. I think the guy, Crosby, with the Raiders is outstanding as well. Um, the Cowboys, effectively enough, as you heard Brad Sham in the last hour say, run the ball enough. Zeke's at 3-8. I'd like to see that number higher. Miles is even, I bet, five yards a carry. Got the Cowboys. Wait a minute. Don't say boo, Jay. Don't you want to beat a team that's considered one of the better teams? Or do you want to keep beating tomato cans? All you've beaten is tomato cans. Okay? Number four 
on the Big Seals Power Rankings. Here are your top four teams in the National Football League, according to yours truly. The San Francisco 49ers. That team's going to be trouble. And they're getting better and better every week and healthier and healthier. Okay? You don't have a better wide receiver in Philly than you do in San Francisco. You don't have a better tackle than Trent Williams. Lane is right there, and he's the other guy. Okay? Trent's been out. He's the best tackle in the game. Okay? Their O-line is not the Eagle O-line, but your O-line's a little banged up. Their defense, you don't have a pass rusher like Boza. I think your defense in the back end is the best. Maybe in the NFC. Okay? Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni. I don't know. I'm not impressed with Kyle Shanahan. I'm not. Because without Garoppolo, he's nobody. This guy's taking Jalen Hurts, and you guys are 5-0 and with him. I don't know. I got, I, I got, you know, I look at Sirianni and go, really? People love Kyle Shanahan. You know why? Because his last name is Shanahan. If he was Kyle Morgan, you think anybody would look at him in the same light as they do because his father's Mike Shanahan? Dude, their DC's great, Yale. D'Amico Ryans is going to get a look for a job somewhere. But let's do this. Seriously, if Kyle Shanahan's last name wasn't Shanahan, Sirianni would be considered more of a candidate for coach of the year than that guy. And you know that. Kyle Shanahan is 9-29 and 29 without Garoppolo. This guy's taken a second-round quarterback who nobody thought shit of when he came out of Oklahoma. And now they're talking about him being an elite guy with a unique offense. Come on, man. Who do you, who do you think has done more? I don't know. Three teams on the Big Seals power rankings. Number three. The team in the city of brotherly love. The Philadelphia Eagles are sitting in the three hole. Five and oh. With a test on Sunday against the fifth best team on the Big Seals power rankings. Could that move them up? to potentially two or maybe even one. We'll see. Okay. Got them at number three. Vikings are four and one, two, by the way. Quality win for the Eagles. I said that. They're, that's why I have them. So you would have wins versus the number five team and the number nine team if you win Sunday. Could move you up. Number two, the Buffalo Bills with the greatness of Josh Allen. That's a quarterback right there throwing darts. This guy throws it like, like Bradshaw said, this guy throws it 70 yards on a, on a, like a laser in the air, 70 yards, man. He throws outs. What a rocket. What a rocket, man. And the number one team with the number one quarterback in the NFL, eh, Josh Allen and this guy, 
Patrick Mahomes. What's he got? 15 touchdowns? How many does Jalen have again? Two? How many touchdown passes does Jalen have? Two? What is it? Four. That's right. I forgot. This guy has like 15 touchdown passes. <laughs> Shit. Man. Dude, Mahomes, Allen. Unbelievable. Those two guys are changing the way you look at the quarterback position and how you throw the ball around the yard like that. Mahomes, man, last night was a shit. They put a show on last night. Travis Kelsey and him put a show on. Hey, how crazy is this going to be? Both, like, both Kelsey brothers are going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's really awesome. Both of them are going to the Hall of Fame, man. So, the Big Sills top 10 power rankings. Number 10, Packers. Number 9, Vikings. Number 8, Giants. Number 7, Ravens. Number 6, Bucks. Number 5, Cowboys. Number 4, 49ers. Number 3, Eagles. Number 2, Bills. And number 1, the Kansas City Chiefs. There is your top 10 power rankings. Oh, by the way, I got my uh, ballot for the most valuable player in the NFL. NFL alumni gets a ballot for the MVP. You know that awards banquet and ceremony they put on every year? I'm going to show it to you probably after week eight. And I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a deal with you. I will not vote for who I want without your input. I have a vote for the most valuable player award. Okay, I I'm not gonna sabotage anything, dude. I'm making a I will fill it out in front of you, and I will post it show you because i do do this as you see my ballot when you go if you go over to my twitter page i put my um i put my ballot every week for the college football top 25 up every single week and they love it actually too football writers association loves it and i put it up there and i'll, I'll put my ballot up there okay rushing touchdowns yeah okay Big Sills, love the show. Thank you, homie. Remember when everyone said AFC was amazing? It's two and a half teams and a bunch of mediocrity. Hey, Bill, again, who are the teams playing in the NFC East? The reason that the reason those records look that way is because you're playing dogs. Everyone, Giants too. You're playing dogs. It's not the AFC West. Are you crazy? Those are quarterbacks, and those are good football teams. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't. They are. I, I don't see how your vote count. GT, it does. When you're a member of the NFL Players Association, you get a vote for the award for that banquet. Every year they give out awards. They have the Defensive Player of the Year, they have the offensive player of the year. They have the league MVP 
And we get the vote on the Walter Payton. Sorry to disappoint you, but we do. (laughs) Uh, Don't worry, GT. Big Sills got you covered. (laughs) Dude, how you doing? Okay. Aside from Buffalo and Kansas City and Baltimore, Teams in the AFC. Raiders are disappointing. The Jets can't believe it. Don't believe Sills the ballot will get stolen. The fix is in. That's not true. Marcos, it is a pretty cool privilege. Okay. When when you're when you're part of that thing, that NFL alumni, um, yeah, you get a you get a vote for it. It's pretty cool, man. I I, I, you know what I'll do? I think I have an example of a couple of years ago when I voted. I'll post it. Because I, I did. I voted for Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago. Okay. How you doing? Broncos are disappointing. Okay. All, all BS, just like Hollywood Awards. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Hollywood Awards. Angio was not that aggressive on defense. Hey, by the way, what'd you make of what Brad Sham said in the last hour? That they decided to customize a defense for Micah Parsons. Dan Quinn, according to Brad, went like this. Hey, I'm going to try something. I'm going to move you around. And I'm going to move you around all over the place by lining up over the guard, tackle, tight end. Let's try something here. The defensive end ends up getting worse. Um, Lawrence and Demarcus Lawrence gets hurt. He goes, if it wasn't for Lawrence getting hurt, they never would have known this. And all of a sudden, Quinn goes, well, shit, let me move the kid around. So they move the kid around. All of a sudden, they find Michael Parsons. You think Jonathan Gannon has that propensity to do something like that? Never. That guy would have trouble coloring inside the lines in a in a crayon book. In a coloring book, he would struggle with the with with, with staying within the lines of, co- of of coloring Mickey Mouse. I mean, in, in, in a coloring book, Dan Quinn goes, "Hey, let's try something. Let's try something here." Okay? Okay? Sills has a man crush on Aaron Rodgers. Well, when for 475 touchdowns and doesn't have 100 picks in 18 years, I don't know. Look at this right here. Manster, Jalen Hurts, 45 rushing touchdowns. (laughs) Great. He's a hell of a running back. (laughs) Hey, he's a hell of a running back. Okay, one ring. I'll take Brady over Rodgers all day. Really, Xander? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay. Hey, man. Jalen Hurts, 45 rushing touchdowns. Wow. I bet you Derrick Henry would really love that number. (laughs) I bet you Derrick Henry's probably going, shit, really? Wow. Okay. 
Wow. Tebow, too. Yeah. Tebow loved that. Look at Jacob Jalen. 85, 145 rushing touchdowns. Shit, man. Nah, Sills has a crush on a porn star. <laughs> on porn star Jimmy. Oh, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. You know that, Joseph. You bet, man. The way he eats that sub, the way he's on that subway, plus he's a paisan. He's a good-looking kid. 4,700. Look at this. 47. You don't, you don't put touchdown passes because you know how many he has? 20. So wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that Jalen Hurts has 20 touchdown passes and 30 rushing touchdowns in his career? Don't do that to me. Wait, I got, you guys gave me more ammo for Twitter now. You don't know what you've done. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And the last... <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, hang on. So Jalen, in the last two years, has 20 passing touchdowns. In how many games? 19. And he has 10... 16? No, it can't be. Yeah, it can be. No, okay. He 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 has to have way more rushing, way more passing touchdowns. He has to. Can't be. Because he had 16 touchdowns last year. So he has 20 now in what 20 games? <laughs> oh man. Mahomes is 20. Mahomes is 15 now <laughs> in four games. Mo, well, five games. Five games, Patrick Mahomes has 15 touchdowns. Do you think that's elite? Or do you think four passing touchdowns is elite? <sighs> Sills, it's the new NFL. Really? Huh. Let's see who was in the Super Bowl last year. Two passing quarterbacks. Um, The guy in Buffalo, did he throw for 35 or 40 touchdowns? I forget. Um, the guy in Kansas City, I mean, shit. He's a touchdown machine. And he ain't running them, man. Ever since that fourth and one, Andy Reid went, gave them a tumble. Eh, I don't think so. Yeah. Stafford has five rushing. Wow, man. Oh, man. He will have this year 4,700 passing yards and 20 rushing TD <laughs> and and 20 passing never been done. So he's going to have 20 rushing touchdowns this year and 20, he won't make the year. No quarterback, you're right, has ever done that because the pounding, he'll never do that. And if he does, he won't last but two years. You think you're going to play football like that against those guys that play in the NFL where you're getting your ass hit like that for 17 consecutive weeks? You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Lamar Jackson is a bigger man than him. He's a bigger man and he's a more talented man. And he can't last, but he will. Okay. Seals Reddick is a bus driver. I decided to get off the last two and a half weeks. Congratulations to you. Hey. I can thank you for not robbing a bank. Dan, are you seeing Fangio implementing 
the soft shell. No, I think that's Gannon, and I think that's his formula. And I think those complex blitzes that you see them running in particular games, I think that's out of Nick's. I think that's out of Vic's playbook. I think when you see those complex blitzes, I think those are the ones that um, you see that I think that that's the influence. I don't think it's on the shell. Fangio, by the way, the uh, Cardinals played that. They played that last week. That's becoming a trend. That's becoming a trend, okay? Where you're seeing more people try to keep everything underneath. By the way, we're um, waiting on our friend uh, Merrill Reese to join us too. So hopefully we're able to connect with him here. I know that it's got to be a big week here, man, because, hey, get this. Just want to double check to make sure he hasn't called. Okay, big week. It's Cowboy Eagles. Allen keeps running. He'll get hurt soon. Yeah, correct. He needs to stop that too. But Jalen's running the ball 15 times. Dude, what did Kyler Murray run? Four? Four? Can't have it. You can't you can't run your guy. You can't run him like that. Uh GT waiting on Merrill. Merrill's probably stuck in traffic. We need to hear positivity. Here, watch this. Congratulations, you're five and zero. Oh. Got a great game this week. Get the Cowboys. You have everything in your side of the aisle. You got a better quarterback, whoever it is. You got a better running back, I think. You got a better O line. You got a better wideout. You got a better tight end. What's not positive about that? On the other side. I think the Cowboys have better rush ends. I think you have probably um, a little tick below overall as a defense. The Cowboys clearly have a better coordinator. You have a better secondary. Overall, for a 53-man roster, there's no question that the Eagles have the better roster. Head coach, um, I don't know, Mike McCarthy, I'm not really a fan of Mike McCarthy on who on who he is. I've never been really a fan of Mike McCarthy. You know, when I when I think of Mike McCarthy, I don't see Mike Holmgren. You know, I see more Mike Sherman. I see more one of those kind of guys. I mean, like like people always used to say this to me. What do you think of George Seifert? Well, I don't know. George Seifert got to Carolina and he forgot to coach. He went one in fifteen. After being in San Francisco, guy got to Carolina and he stunk the place up. Who am I going to pick? Do that on Friday here, man. Nicole, correct. Just beat Dallas. Marco says, I believe we will run a lot of 12 personnel this week. I think the thing you got to do with Michael Parsons, in my opinion, I think you got to run at him. I think you got to run at him. That's why Milad is going to be important, his health. You put Lane Johnson and Milad on him, and you run the freaking ball right at him. You run it right at him. Wear him down. 
if you run away from him, he'll catch you from behind like LT. And if you put him on the on the open side of the field, he'll chase Jalen down. He's got that type of speed. And he's pretty good at setting the edge. So that that's going to be, in my opinion, you run at him. And if you have to go two tight end personnel over there on that side and run the ball at him, put Goddard on him. Put Malata on him. Put Lane Johnson on him. Beat him up. One thing that the Eagles are great at, you know what that is? Beating people up. Okay? Beating people up. Hey, Xander, um, yeah, I, 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 this is going to be, in my opinion, really one of the absolutely great games. This is going to be the game of the year. The 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles and the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. We had Brad Sham on with us earlier. And Brad's like this. He goes, I'm expecting to get egged when the when the bus rolls into Lincoln Financial. Let's bring in the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, our friend Merrill Reese. Merrill, so um Brad is Brad Sham's expecting the uh the cowboy bus to be egged uh, when he goes into Lincoln Financial on Sunday. Do you agree, yes or no, that that's possibly the possibility that we're going to see? Nah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I mean, I think they're, the, the Eagles fans are great fans. But first of all, the, the bus won't go through. The bus really won't go through uh, the, the area of the fans. They will go right into another entrance. Hey, Merrill, this game here, why does Cowboys and Eagle Week, why does it always come down to these two teams in the East? Well, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest with you, Dan. This is a big game. It's an important game. It's a momentum game. But it's not what it's being built up to be. You know why? Because after this game, there are 11 games more. There are 11 games more on the schedule. Maybe the one on December 24th will have that kind of meaning. But this is a, this is a big game. They're all big games. Uh, it's, it's Dallas and Eagles, and so there's a rivalry there. But it should not be overemphasized. Whoever wins doesn't necessarily win the title of the NFC East, and whoever loses is far from out of it. Merrill, do you think this is the biggest game in Jalen Hurts' career so far, in his early career? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think if there was a bigger game for him early in his career – it might have been the Minnesota game because at that point he had established himself with a lot of people and, and maybe not even with those who make decisions as the franchise quarterback. But after he won the opener against Detroit and then had that big Monday night win against Minnesota, I think that was even bigger as far as his career path is concerned. And then to see the way he brought them from behind and scored 29 straight points against Jacksonville and this week the way he drove them down at the end. I think they're all important. But if you're asking me about the most important so far, I'd have to tell you the Monday night Minnesota game. Merrill, would you agree, though? Those games, and I, and I agree with you, Merrill. I, I think what he did that Monday night with the spotlight on him was so essential and to keeping that momentum going. But he's going to be gauged, Merrill, on how well he plays against the Dallas Cowboys. Do you agree or disagree? I think a quarterback is gauged every week. I think he's I think he's terrific and I think he's going to continue to be good. But to think that he's going to have a great game every week. Look, Aaron Rodgers is the best, but Aaron Rodgers did not have a great game in London. Absolutely. 
Merrill, I'm going to throw something at you here, and I, I want to get your spin on it. Jalen Hurts is thrown for only four touchdown passes. And I know, listen, and I say this to everyone, the passing game has improved. AJ has been a massive factor. Dallas Goddard is an absolute weapon. But they oh. don't, they're averaging 4.8 points a game in the passing game. And you're not seeing a lot of points being put up in the passing game. Is that a concern or not? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the passing game very often gets you inside the five-yard line. And then then Jalen Hurts has six touchdowns himself. He's got powerful legs, and they let him sneak for the last yard or two. But that shouldn't reflect what he's done in the passing game. Last week, he completed 70% of his passes. Hey, Merrill, Dallas Goddard, I said this, and I've been saying this now. Boy, I'll tell you something. Zach Hurts, what an absolutely great football career he had in Philadelphia, but Merrill Dallas Goddard is a weapon and he is, if he's not the best tight end, I know Travis Kelsey put on a show last night, but have you been surprised with how well Dallas has really matured and grown into being the starter and where his career is going? Because he's a special football player. Well, I agree with you hundred percent. He is. And Zach Ertz is a special football player too. I mean, Zach Ertz could get open in the red zone. He was great. The difference is, I think that in being objective, you'd have to say that Dallas Goddard does more with the ball after the catch. Merrill, are you concerned with the uh, injuries on the offensive line? I mean, uh, say Amalo, Kelsey, Dickerson, Malata, we still haven't heard yet on the status for them going into this game. I mean, look, they, they, they manned up and really played hard. And they ended up uh, getting an eke in that game out against the Cardinals. But is that a concern going into Sunday's game? I, it's always a concern when there are injuries. But I know that last week, Mylotta wanted to play anyhow. So I have a feeling he'll be back. I have a feeling I'm about to do a radio show here in Philadelphia. And my guest is standing about five feet away. And that's Cam Jurgens, who went in and filled in for um, for um, for the Jason Kelsey, one of the one of the greatest centers in Eagles history. Uh, but let me tell you, the Eagles have some backup people who have filled up filled in very very well. Driscoll came in and played well. Um, Sua Apeta came in and played well. The thing about their offensive line, those five pieces from Malata on the left to Lane Johnson on the right, are outstanding. But they have depth, Dan. They have great depth. And they have probably the best offensive line coach I have ever been around than Jeff Statlund. Merrill, have a great broadcast where you are, and I appreciate you always finding time. Thank you so much, my friend. See you, Dan. Have a good night. You got it there. Merrill Reese getting ready to jump on and uh, do an interview there at WIP. So we're looking forward to having him, of course, do us first. And, yeah, no, I, I, I love Merrill and – no question. I'm going to respond a little bit to it here. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Show, how you doing? Cowboy Eagle Week. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. Four touchdown passes. That's all right. You know, nobody's concerned about it because you get no points in your passing game. It's okay. All right. <laughs> God, don't be so look at you guys. How look at the look at the language. It's a family show here. You know, I never really thought about how. I just like everybody gets a little bit upset. Hey, Xander, why is it so that I say something? Seth Joyner thinks that the Chiefs, Bills, and then Eagles. He says that. I say it. I'm 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 a I'm a whatever. How come? How come Seth Seth says it? Oh, okay, you know Seth said it. I don't. I don't buy into it, you know. So, okay, I don't buy into it. I got the Eagles three. Okay. <laughs> look at look at this guy, Jonathan, Nikki Benz or Lisa Ann. What a tool. <laughs> he said it last week. I know GT. How come, man? What's the problem here? Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Big Sills is going to be working with the Lombardi Award in college. I love that. A lot of guys crying. Man. Hey, by the way, does it sound like I'm going against the Eagles Sunday? Seventh in passing yards. I thought that shit didn't matter to you. When I was bringing Kirk Cousins up, you guys only said empty calories 
Empty stats. Empty stats. Don't you have to get in the end zone? Suck it in total offense. Yeah, because you run the ball. That's who you are. Xander started the program out, and he goes like this. Sills, they're better throwing the ball. Yes. They're better at who they were a year ago. Hey, man, it gets the Cardinals. When they got in trouble, what'd they do? They weren't throwing it. They ran it. It's who they are. They're better at what they do. Okay? They're better. Who's going to stop? Arthur Juan Brown Smith, number seven. It's not empty when you're winning. Oh, okay, good. Uh, Hey, Douglas, correct. You're right. You're right. You are right. Sills always likes ruffling people's feathers. Been doing that my whole life. Michael Irvin said the same thing to me the other day. I think we're getting Mike Thursday or Friday. Yeah, say a prayer for my friend. He's got some issues going on. Can't get into him, but uh, yeah. Have to wait for Mike to say it. Have you watched him? He takes less hits than most other quarterbacks. Not when you carry the ball 15 times, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's taking less hits. He's running the ball more. How's that possible? Yeah, Marcos, uh, he's got to say it, not me. I believe the Eagles will improve on the passing game as the season goes on. Mr. International with the first bit of common sense. Because it is. It's only five weeks in. Right. Remember I said this in the offseason? You're going to have to be patient with the passing game. And the yards are great, but you get – Do you actually think your offense looks like the Chiefs? And do you think your offense is better than the Chiefs and the Bills? Do you think your offense is better than those teams? If you say yes, there's no no conversation. Because you're not. You're not. You're not better than those offenses. Sills is a troublemaker. I'm a troublemaker. I'm not a troublemaker. I'm a problem solver. (laughs) Maybe, but probably not. Brian, you know better than that. Marcos knows. Marcos, you're clearly not prepared to get into a shootout with a team. However, you get a lead on a team, you'll run them off the clock. Don't let the the Eagles get a 14-point lead on Sunday. Cowboys are in serious doo-doo. <laughs> serious doo-doo. Dude, you could run them out of the building if you get a 14-point lead on them. You get a 14-point lead on them, and get this. This is exactly what has to happen Sunday. The Eagle defense has to make Cooper Rush beat the Eagles. 16 pass, 16 passes, 12 passes. How many completions does he have in the last three weeks? Make that freaking guy throw the ball. If you make Cooper Rush throw the ball, he's not beating Philadelphia. He's not beating them. If Jalen Hurts doesn't turn the ball over and you make that guy throw the ball 30 times, 
you might put a 40 burger on him. That guy hasn't had to do anything when it came to winning ball games. He has done nothing when it came to winning ball games. What well, that game last week? I you know, you know, I was like, really? What was he? Twelve or sixteen? Uh, not impressive. He's not being asked to carry the load on that team. Your boy's being asked to do everything on offense. Run the ball fifteen times, leading ball carrier last week, along with Miles Sanders. Throw the ball, all of that. Thought he was 10 times the player Kyler Murray was on Sunday. Okay. Brunson in 500 is putting, but in their play Sunday night, they will see Hertz can't pass. I, I, I'm not saying he can't pass. He's definitely getting better at it. That's not true. He's getting better. It would be completely not cool of me to say, well, he can't. That's not true. He can pass the ball. Dan, do you think Parsons will be suspended? For what? Who's a better quarterback, Rush or Hurts? Come on, dude. Jalen's better than Dak. Bills Chiefs this week? That's a football game, too. Dude, cow- wow, Cowboys and Eagles, and Chiefs, and Bills? Shit. Dude, this week, this week six is going to have some dynamite games then. And yet you hate him. Jeff, I don't hate him. (laughs) The Eagles are the Chuck Norris of the NFL. Holy cow, are you saying that's the guy that Bruce Lee beat up all the time? (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, Quez Watkins, I like him, but I mean, how about those Raiders? One and four. All Cowboy opponents had garbage O lines. They didn't played anybody, too. Nobody in the NFC East has played anybody. And eh, maybe the maybe the Cowboys have. They they have played the Bucs. Okay. Bucks are better than anything the Eagles have played. The officials are terrible. Hey, 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 Ricky. Christian McCaffrey's on the trading block. And some of their defensive linemen are too. They're not going to get rid of some of those O-line guys because they're going to have to try to attract the quarterback. Um, well, the Cowboys aren't Bruce Lee. <laughs> Great week to be a football fan. Brian, man, so you got Bills and Chiefs and Eagles and Cowboys. Dude, that's that's a really great lineup. Dan, what do you think about the Eagles inj- injuring? Um, I think the injuries, that'll be a question mark as we get closer to Thursday. So let's hang in there till Thursday. Um, okay. I mean, look, say Amalo, Kelsey, Dickerson, Malata. Finns, Vikings, Finns are finished. The Tua injuries knocked them off their perch. They're finished. Plus, Bridgewater probably won't play. I don't know who they got in there. Okay? They're finished. They're, they're, they're going to go the other way. Brian says, Dan, who do you have on the show tomorrow? I don't know. It could be anybody from Charles Haley. 
um, to Clyde Simmons. Keith is Friday. Keith Jackson. Oh, no, excuse me. Keith Byers is Friday. Maybe Brian Westbrook tomorrow. See if we get him on. Uh, Michael Irvin, again, towards the later part of the week, he said, I'm trying to work on Emmett. Emmett don't do shit unless it's for money. <laughs> Dude, Emmett, Emmett's terrible with that. He's terrible. Okay. It's freaking Dallas week, right? Hollis. See if Hollis can do something. Parsons bitching about uh, officiating on Twitter. He'll be fine for that. Pete, thanks for coming aboard. Please hit the like button. God, what a great week, man. So today we had Merrill Reese and we had Brad Sham on. Awesome. Legendary voices of the two teams that are going to play on Sunday. Um, yeah, I, hey, I love this week. This is going to tell me a lot about Jalen. Jalen Hurts goes for 350 yards in the air. Three touchdowns. They beat the Cowboys. I got nothing left to stand on. Nothing. Then you're going to have to start doing. You see, what you guys are missing, what I'm doing here. Can I tell you what we're doing? Xander, can I tell you what we're doing? Do you want me to tell you the ending of the story? I've been trying to build a story for you. I'll tell it to you so you guys know it's not hating. What would be the excuse then not to pay him? He's throwing the ball, he's running the ball, and he's winning. People would run out of excuses not to pay the guy. Don't you see this? When you want to pay a guy $50 million a year, you chip away at anything not to pay him that, including the organization. What would Howie and Jeffrey Lurie have when you go to clutch sports? Oh, the guy throws for only a few touchdowns. You know, we don't get a lot out of the passing game yet. It's still developing. They hold that against them. What, do you think they're going to go like this and throw their arms around Jalen Hurts when it comes to negotiating a $50 million per annual deal? You're a high if you think that's happening. They're going to look for the best deal possible because that's what Howie does. Put that in your sock and think about it you run out of things to say about the kid you got to pay him appreciate all those guests coming aboard mel reese and brad sham it's dallas week so there's gonna be a lot of folks stepping in with us man we really appreciate those guys coming in xander great stuff as always you guys as well thank you so much please hit the like button till tomorrow three to six eastern we'll see you on the flip side Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.